Quiet Squadcast, a supporter-driven show dedicated to L.A. Galaxy news, information, and opinions. Here's your hosts, Ed Rodriguez and Chris Zero Cool Tucker. Welcome to the Riot Squadcast. My name is Ed Rodriguez. Damn, it feels good. Hello, sir. To be back in the studio. Especially after this weekend. Christopher Tucker, how are you doing today, sir? I'm tired, man. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm we, for sure, we need to get Ben. Let's get on it. Let's just do a sticker, which just says, I'm tired. I'm fucking tired. And then it has like the Riot Squadcast logo on the back of it or something. I just I want I want George to draw me as a sloth smoking a joint that just says I'm tired on the top. That's like Snorlax. Or just draw me like Snorlax. I love fucking Snorlax is my my spirit animal. My spirit Pokemon. Your spirit Pokemon. Uh, there's a the title. Yeah, um, no, man, I'm fucking, I'm good. School's back in. Damien's walking and uh, healthy and pooping and huge and life is life is life is uh, life is grand. Life is grand. So how are you? Good, man. Good to hear. Uh, been been doing well, man. It was a crazy crazy weekend, but it's good, man. Uh, we went to go. Me and uh, Gilbert went to go watch the New Japan Pro Wrestling show Super in J-Cat. Long Beach. It was, it was okay. Get to see some young lions. Yeah, I was a lot more than I more than I I wanted or expected. Did Jushin wrestle? Jushin Thunder yes. Liger. Okay. Well, you saw his last show in America. I mean, that's pretty notable. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, and it the the crowd popped like hard for Jushin. Like, it was crazy. You saw Will Osprey. Yeah. So I mean, they had like Beautiful, they had like three top guys, Will, Naito, and and Jay White. I would say like the three guys that were. I don't know if you'd call Juice like a top guy. It'd be like mid-range. Not anymore. No. Taiji Ishimori was there? Yeah. So you, you, you pay to see the bones over there. It was my so nickname in high It school. was uh, him and Jay White in a tag team against Naito and uh, Bushi. That's a good match. Yeah. Solid I mean, match. Solid. And of course, Bushi's the one who's getting, getting the pinfall. Pin? Yeah, of course he is. Who got the pinfall? <laughs> Jay? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Of course, right? There's your wrestle talk for the week. And that's but anyways, we're back. Been a while, so I haven't you know back we gotta get studio. my wrestling out. Uh, this is me, of course. Apparently, Mickey Mouse to to you and Andrew and Don't Ben. Don't take it personal. Don't t- you? you oh, were- it's it. Welcome to Rise Quarkus. Oh, <laughs> you oh were, boy, you were gone. And you know, Andrew being Andrew is oh, going to go after and, you. And Andrew did us a solid filling in, pretty much at the last minute, and did a, yeah, a, a damn fine job as always. Um, no, I mean, I expected way more um, hazing and just shithousery on, my, on to, my end. I, I keep telling you, it's just like when I'm not here, I try to I try to hit the fact that you're not here, tell a joke or two, and then entirely forget about it. Just move forward. That's, it seems that's, like the easiest That's way. never the case, though. It's always like, it always pops up every well, now usually, and then in an episode. Usually when, when how long we've been going comes up, that's when it goes like, oh, well, you know, for whatever reason, and completely arbitrary, you're like, well, fuck Ed, we're going to go as long as yeah. we want, as if, you know, as if that's any any big big deal or concern. But yes, and, and of course, we were also always joined by producer Ben Fishman. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. Absolutely fantastic. Hopped up, like Tucker said, school's back in. Ugh. Hopped up on just about every sort of legal, sort of caffeine oh, drink you can imagine right well, now. Life and meth- I just, methamphetamine. I just realized yeah. all three of us are will be in school this week. Educational boys. I start on Saturday. Excellent. I'm, I'll be honest, and I, look, can we have a, we can have a, a, a we're all honest here. You know, we're all surrounded by friends, right? I was 100% certain you were going to cancel your classes before they started. 
and I guess you still you still got a couple days. Yeah, time. But I, I like that you, because Ed, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you were um, inspired or encouraged to go back to school, seeing. I'm assuming the trials and tribulations I've been going through. Yeah, no, I definitely seen the hard work you put in. I was like, all right, man, I, I can do it. It's the it's it's for once in my life. If you, Chris can do it, anyone can do it. it, bro. It's as simple as as simple as it can be. Like I, I can't put it in in any better phrasing. Like really, the, well, Tuck, when you gave him the speech to to, to get him back in school, because make no mistake, I mean that speech that you gave him is the reason why he's in school now. Oh like yeah. To, it's it's in it, fact you should be paying for his school and he should be calling you daddy. Well, that's that's I mean, how that's, good that speech was. Not, I just call him daddy on for other reasons. Yeah, I, was like, I, don't, just, I don't want either of those. Like let's just let's just leave it where we're at. But it's it's it, it just came down to your. Um, We've got a big little situation in here. You know what I'm saying? We always have. You're at a, a very important juncture of your life with you know you you're married now and you and Denise live together and and you know you're progressing and you're moving forward. Let's start you know let's start laying some groundwork for the future. School may not even be it. Graduating might not be it. Maybe you, you halfway through you find out what you actually want to do, and that doesn't involve going to school. That's fine. It doesn't really matter where the avenue is. There just needs to be an avenue out of the cycle you're currently in. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to. Not that that where you're at's bad or anything, but you know, if if you if you don't enjoy it, and this is true of everybody, if you don't enjoy where you're currently at, if you're not actively working to get out of it, you're perfectly comfortable being where you're at. You know, I, I asked my coworkers. And you have no right to complain if, if you're not, not willing to do something about as long it. As, yeah, well, that's my thing. Don't bitch to me if you're not working to get out of it. If you're working to get out of it, then I will sit and listen to you all day, and I, I, I will try to come up with schemes and plans, and we'll try to figure shit out as best we can. But if you're comfortable in whatever shitty situation you have, well, don't fucking complain to me about it. And you used to complain to me about you. Every time you came in, every Tuesday, you would complain about your job. And at one point, like every grown-up, you were like, I don't want to just sit down and fucking bitch and moan about my job anymore let's go change it so I, i'm 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 could not be happier that you're you're on the road and you're you're you know you're doing it you're gonna fucking do it man i do love that so i'm taking three classes one um actually in class and two online lazy three classes. i know um the one on so the one that is in like in person starts on saturday and then my two on cl- online classes don't start for another month so i think it's like nice like Transition like hey, here's one class to, to you know ease you into mm-hmm. having more classes. So I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I have I've uh, I've five this semester for 17 units. Where I lucked out is, and I didn't know this when I signed up for them. Um, three of them run all semester. One is basically half the semester, so it's a truncated class. That everything's um, I don't know if I'm using that word right, but it's um it's shorter and then on the the front half, and then my fifth class is shorter on the back half. It starts literally the day after the fourth one ends. So although I'll have five classes a semester and I will constantly be working, I won't have to do more than four at a time, which is, I, I can't tell you how oh, so that's stoked Okay, I'm. that makes me a lot like uh, feel a lot better because when you said you had five classes, I'm like, I don't know how I was going to do that, man. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do four, but... Um, you know, Wait, I, but I, you're, I you're, fucking, right. you're always like saying, oh, three classes, what a little bitch. It is, yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's it's... No, but all joking aside, whatever it takes for you to get comfortable going back, whatever it takes for you to succeed, if if one class a semester is what it took for you to succeed or to, to help you kind of get over the hump with it, then take the one class. Um, so if you are, we are recording live, obviously, on YouTube.com slash Riot Squadcast. Um, our, your man Tony Odom in, in, the, in the chat says, Tucker is like Tony Robbins just without the Me Too. Or with, sorry, without the hashtag Me Too. 
I mean, depending on how far back you go, you you might stumble across a little, just a, a wee bit, but not not too much. Yeah. Um, but if you are in the YouTube or if you are on Facebook or Twitter watching our live video, uh, what you guys can do for us is just hit that hit that share button, hit the like button, bring bring more earballs onto this because this is going to be the great episode after yeah, if El Trafico. If you're listening into the live chat right now, please feel free to hit retweet, share it out for some people. We would love to get a couple more opinions in. Um, we'd like to hear from some listeners later in the show for how their kind of interaction with the uh, El Trafico weekend was like. You're going to be able to call in, not at the moment, but you can call in a little bit later at 562-641-5277. Um, I'm sure we'll enjoy some live calls. I know there's at least one voicemail that I hope gets played today. Yeah, there's there's one or two. Because I'm just going to hold up the show until he plays it anyway. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, hit hit share in the in the YouTube uh, feed or go ahead and, re- and tweet the link out so we can get some more bodies in, some more voices in, and have a good time. There we go. Um, Benjamin, do you want to play the Lars News jingle? Lars News! This is Lars News! It's not real news! This is just Lars News! About stuff and things we want to talk about! Lars News! This is Lars News! All right, so um, not much going on right now um and as you know this sunday there's going to be a viewing parties against all across southern california and even some in vegas and you know um if you want to look on the socials make sure you're looking out for uh riot squad riot squad and acb's uh, uh instagrams and twitters all the all the uh, viewing parties are posted up there like i said all across southern california uh if you're in vegas because a lot of us you know take a quick trip to vegas every now and then uh there's always a, there's like a huge Vegas contingency growing now. Uh, there's San Diego viewing parties, so make sure you're watching out for the posts that usually happen around like Thursday, Friday. There's that goes up and has like all the viewing parties and all that stuff. So go check out ACB's or uh, Lars's uh, Twitters and Facebooks or and Instagram. Sorry, it's more where it's posted. All social media. Go check it all check out. out. You, look, you know where social media is. You you know where the young people are. All the the, the Facebooks, the, the face snaps, and the the Snapgrams and the face. And the tic tic tacs, yeah, all you know, all those places. Go, yeah. go check those out; it'll be posted. Uh, other than that, um, one thirty eight to see still opportunities to go sign for sign up for that, uh, where you can get your you know your merch or you sign up. You can go to lariotsquad.org. There's a Uncle Sam like we want you to sign up image. You just click on that. You go fill out your form. You can go help out Lars. Help out there there you know the tifos the the pregame. If you enjoy free beer, that's where it all goes to. Help out you know. Any, anything that you see that happens with Lars and you think costs money, probably come with that. If you want to be eligible for an LAFC away ticket for next season, that's, I mean, this one's not going to help you. That's more of a next year thing, but it's how you get involved. It's how you get your, your name thrown into the pot for things like that. 138 SC membership, Lars season ticket holder, all those things. They're, you know, they're important to the overall growth of supporters groups. It's how you can help out. Char Chirito in the, in the chat, in the chat on YouTube.com slash rise podcast says you're helping out the nut punch. Yeah. Look. It's like a rock the vote kind of situation, but for the testicular destruction of Ed Rodriguez. Yeah. We're all, we all work towards this together. It's like Terminator. Nut or die. Nut or die? Yeah. God, fucking my high school years all over again. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like two um, watermelons walking around with my pants. Disgusting. Just, just and, jangling. Oh, then you just But get, there, you had your Jankos on, so it's like- you can, How could even, you tell? How could you tell? But then when you, fi- when you finally get that nut in, you just, it's like you squeezed out a whole toothpaste roll all at once. <laughs> disgusting. That's I don't not know, not, I don't, not a visual that I wanted. I don't even know why you would bring this up. Uh, you know, 
just to just to you know pick up our viewership. You know, we gotta get them engagements. <laughs> we do that after we're like, hey, everybody retweet and share yeah. it to all of your friends. <laughs> yeah, make sure your mother's listening to this. Your pastor, yeah, make sure he's listening to that too. It's a good episode for him. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Um, other than that, yeah, just go to lrsquad.org uh, where you can find information on you know how to buy tickets. Uh, I think we only have what three home games left in the season, so you know it's all the all of them are up there. You can go buy, purchase your tickets. Uh, I know I'll be at the last home game because that's the last of my six game pack. Uh, but yeah, you go to lrsquad.org. You can find tickets. You can find uh, all that information where we where we tailgate. That's all up there on the site. Uh, if you guys want to go visit our site. It's riotsquadcast.com. Um, you guys can go find our, we have, uh, I know Jamie Bacon, who is a regular contributor to the show. She posts uh, weekly, uh, t- you know, what is it, like uh, previews of the league, like where we stand and how we want the league to fall out. Uh, we also have the uh, the games or you, we have where you can interact with the show because we have all our social medias up there. Mm-hmm. We also have where you can do the prediction game. Uh, that's thanks to Big Tony. He always puts that up every week. Uh, you can go p- put your predictions in there. We have a T-shirt. We are currently w- rocking the Riot Squadcast hat. I don't know if you saw the picture. Ooh, I like I like I like them. They fit nice. Them snapbacks though. Uh, those will be going up pretty soon on, on the site as well. Um, we'll let you guys know when that's going up there though. Yeah, it's going to be a limited edition too. So if you want it, you're going to have to get it quick. Exclusive. Yep. I like that. Grab that shit. Uh, but you know that that'll, that'll be going up there. When we'll let you know when that goes up there. Uh, we also have the Patreon. If you guys want to support us on there, it's patreon.com slash squadcast. We have a $5 and $10 level if you guys want to help us out there uh, to help us do more shows. That is appreciated. Yeah, we're really pushing the $5 level at this point. We'd like we'd like to get about twice as many as we have now just because we, we want to do a lot more stuff in the offseason. We want to do some stuff going into next season. So if you all like the show, $5 tuck. Look, you I got, take, I got, wait, wait, you I took, got you, textbooks. You, <laughs> took, you took math class. Uh, I did. So five bucks a month. Come on, how many? How much is that per episode? How many episodes do we do a month? Four. Uh, that's not bad. It's a. Uh, it's it's a uh, what? Buck twenty five. You doing twenty five? Yeah. Buck twenty five an episode. Yeah. Come on. I mean, really, what can what can you get that is as quality as this show for a buck twenty five an episode? It'll give you a blowjob. That's at least three bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta that's be like at two least two episodes like a, worth. Like a five dollar, like a ten dollar level, man. Nah, you you like fucking trading in the in the wild west. You'll do it for like three quarters of a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you can flick me a penny, get a get a nice Hummer, and still get some change going. Hey, that penny will buy me, a, you know, a night's rest and like a bread loaf. Goes a long way. Yeah, it was, it was it was a better time. It was, you know, it's a better time. What was it talking? Oh, sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> I need a mint julep. Oh, bathtub mint julep. Every time I think of a mint julep drink, I think of a bathtub mint julep from The Simpsons, where it was like uh, the Prohibition episode when they yeah. got the bowling balls. It's like, did anybody order a bathtub mint julep? I have no. I, I I'm afraid if I went to like a fancy bar and tried to order a mint julep, it would come out bathtub mint julep. Yeah, I feel like it, I feel like an asshole even ordering like a, a like a rum drink, like the one that they, they take more than like a minute to mix and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like more of like an asshole, like a mojito or something where they gotta like crush the stuff at the bottom. Well, see, I usually go for like a um, what is it? I'm trying to think of it. It's like a like a tiki fucking drink. You like umbrella drinks? I can go for an umbrella. Uh, do they, they taste nice? They taste good? I don't know. I'm, I'm a man. I drink whiskey. Whether it's uh, oh, it might be mixed with soda. Hey, bro, it's 2019, all right? You can order whatever you want. Yeah. How dare I? How dare I, you? I apologize. How let, dare me you? Check, yeah. let me check my privilege right at the goddamn door when I walk in. <laughs> Who do I think I am? I, you know, And I just came out of the Bank of California. I should know all about the weird hipster entitlements right now. So, I, you know, I, sir, I apologize. Let me, let me take that back. You should order whatever 
apple teeny or chocolatini or whatever. This was whatever supposed to be my, my safe space. Yeah, I have all your luck. I got you got me too out of nowhere. Next Look thing I that. know, I'm on the list. Already there. It's that. You, that you and Tony talk, Robbins. Talk, we're going to HR is going to talk to you after oh, the show. Fuck. God. Well, that's the end of this show. I mean, if I'm fired, what are you guys going to do? I mean, I'll, I'll call in. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it from a phone. Well, you won't yeah, do that. Either, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't do that either. Because that always works for us every yeah, time exactly. he's going to call in. Look, I do what I can. So, like I said um, earlier in the show, I did go to that uh, the wrestling show in, in Long Beach, sitting next to us, an LAFC fan. So by the time you were with, you were with Gilbert, me, Gilbert right? me, me and Gilbert, we went and uh, sitting next to us was this LAFC were, were fan. Were they all geared up? Who was there? Was a couple hats, a couple hats, um, but nothing more than that. Uh, but so we sat next to this guy and we talked him up a little bit. Uh, yes, he was a former Chivas USA supporter. Mm. So we're like, of course, you would just trans, you know, transfer your, your you rebrand your Chivas USA gear to LAFC gear. So I have a question on that. Do you have more respect for? That guy, no, than you would for say somebody who just jumped on the bandwagon who didn't oh. even follow soccer. Well, uh, respect is a strong word, yeah. I'm, well, okay, I'm not, not sure more... respect is the word I'd use. Okay, respect, of, not, not respect of him, but respect I, of the would fandom. I not chastise him as, as much if it was just yeah. some like random dude, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say that I, I don't know, yeah, respect is hard, but um, I commend the loyalty, I'll say that. Uh, for whatever you choose to be. Like San Jose Earthquake fans. Can you imagine what it's got to be like to be a fan of the San Jose Earthquakes? Can you imagine what it's got to be like to live in, in NoCal? Well, not only to live in Northern California, but like you support a team that, best case scenario for them is, we made the playoffs this year. Or like a, a deep Open Cup run. And even that never works out because yeah. they get eliminated by USL teams. Like yeah. it's, it's the best case Reno, scenario 18, for you 65. is we got two extra games out of the season. And, and or, you know, we real, realistically, the best case scenario is we made it one game further than the Galaxy and then we got eliminated. Well, well, they also get to play like Atletico Bilbao as they're like, you know, lucky fuck. special teams. But it, it's 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 weird. I commend I do commend um, the loyalty of, of, of willing to admit you supported a horrible abortion of a franchise. And then when they went away and they came back, which is, you know, realistically what happened, you were right there waiting for them. So I I brought up we sat next to uh, LAFC fan because it was like the last like twenty minutes of the, of the show is when the game started. So Gilbert brings up the phone, brings up the game <laughs> on his phone, and I mean as you know, it did take long. No, for a lot of time to just lots on all over this game. Isn't, isn't technology beautiful? It's amazing. It's it's amazing. Uh, was it was was he having a good time? The guy the, next the to us. Oh, he just ignored us. Yeah. <laughs> Because we were just like getting all into it. Hey, that buddy. was amazing. Hey, buddy, did you see that? Did you see that? Oh, Gilbert like this? screamed and like apologized. Awesome. Yeah. Screamed at a New Japan show? Well, like at the guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he screamed at the dude and he's like, oh, my bad about that now. Why would he apologize? What's he got to apologize for? Because he was, that was, it's kind of a dick mood. He like, like literally on the it's dude's a, face. It's an LAFC fan. If, if, he's got nothing you, to if apologize he scored, for. If they scored first, he would have rubbed it in your face. I don't know. You don't think so? No. I just assume like, because. In that, when I hear that story, because Gilbert told me he was like, "Yeah, I fucking, I shoved in his face," I was like, "Yeah, that makes you know, that, as you do, that's what that's what you would do. That's to be expected." I, yeah, didn't seem that too, you know, that out of line. It, I'm sure Ooh. that guy expected. I'm sure. Well, had not having not been there, I, it's hard to judge. But just hearing the story, my my assumption is, if I sat there in a galaxy hat and he was an LAFC fan and they scored first, I would expect him to lean over and you know give me a little business there. I don't. 
I don't know how over the top there's, Gilbert there's, went. It's business, and there's like, say you're in the stadium. It's like, oh, because you were at the game, actually. Oh, yeah. How did you react when, when we scored that first goal? Oh, I, well, we can talk about that in, our, in, in a little bit. It was, uh, the, as you would expect. So imagine how you'd expect your, your celebration in the sitting, stadium. Sitting next to one. Is what Gilbert did to, in this dude's <laughs> face. Like, not like... Like next to him celebrating, like in the dude's, like yeah, like screaming in his face. Oh, he's in his face. Oh, it, it, like, hey Gilbert, good job. I'm yeah. proud of you. I've never been more proud of you. <laughs> but yes, our 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 boy Christopher Tucker was at the Stink of California. Let's talk about it, man. How was how was your experiences? Um, I mean, if I yeah, I I, w- I was there with the um, I guess predominantly it was a lot of Larsers there, but predominantly. Uh, a mixture in uh, LAX as a whole. I mean, why why segregate it? But LAX as a whole, the uh, Lars and ACB unified traveling group. Um, I heard eight buses. I I want to say nine. I know of at least it's at least eight for sure because we had seven coming out of um, the, the the stubby or whatever. Yeah, I think I said two two or three and that came. I out thought of... two came from LA Live. Yeah. So, um, but it, it, it's. Three, three came out of LA Live, so it's at, I guess, 10, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10, somewhere between 8 and, and 10, I guess. Um, there were a lot of buses, man. And so we were, we get there. What I love what the Galaxy did. They said, everybody got to be here by four. You want to make sure you're on the bus? You know, um, we're here at little, little Apple 121 in the live chat says it was 11 buses in total. Um, but you want to get, you want to get here early. We're going to get on the bus. Naturally, we show up. You got to wait 40 minutes because, no one shows up on time, and we had to wait for everybody. You it's, know, everybody it's Los Angeles, man. No, no, no one shows up on time. Which, I, you know, if anything, just to, to kind of run point by point on the entire experience, kudos to the Galaxy, understanding that there were going to be a lot of people who were, who were running late. Ramsey was even in the uh, the Discord group saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be cutting it pretty damn close. Hopefully, you know, they'll wait for me. Um, so kudos to the Galaxy for understanding people were kind of going to be a little tardy and and creating some leeway to, to make sure everyone can kind of get get there and no one missed out which which would have been horrible um but we um yeah got to the tailgate had had some beers smoked a little bit you know kind of mellow no no one went too crazy that's the one thing that i kind of noticed everyone seemed aware of the fact that they kind of wanted to keep their wits about them and and keep a solid head on their shoulders and you know not no one got too crazy well because you don't want to be the dude who, when if it pops up like you're like too sloppy you got to get carried yeah you, yeah, you don't want to be you know you're you're more harm than good yeah um so we had uh, uh everyone was was kind of chilling i got on one bus with uh don jaime and 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 pablo and matt and all of you know the group basically and we were in standing room only on a bus so we got moved to an overflow in the back which which the music immediately got better we had um a little Mexican music playing in our bus and on the, the previous bus was very like, I don't know, like Eurovision. I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know what kind of music it was, but it was like white people techno. And then we get moved to the back and it's a far more enjoyable experience. Um, and then we, we're, so we're, we drive up the freeway by now, like the whiskey and the weeds kind of hit me. So I have like a, I had a weird, like fear and loathing in Las Vegas kind of bus ride into the stadium, which was fun. But by the time we got there, I'd kind of balanced back out and was good. Um, but we get so we're driving we're driving to uh, and feel free to interrupt me at any point because I don't know you know obviously when to stop talking. Um, no, I mean I want to hear everything that went down, man. And so we pull into we pull into the stadium and uh, into the the parking section and uh, I guess Pablo you don't know his last name Pablo offers to pay the bus driver to open the door so he can scream at these LAFC fans waiting on the street, which of course the bus driver immediately obliges. So you know kudos to that gentleman as well. Um, 
and you know Pablo, uh, uh, in his most respectful tone possible, simply reminds the LAFC fans that this was our town well before them. Uh, he has nut older than them, which was a, a lovely insult. Um, uh, and they just stood there, you know, looking as confused confused as can be. And then the driver proceeded to just keep on driving with the door open, <laughs> which I seemed to take Pablo a little bit, you know, by surprise. But everything kind of worked out. Uh, we had a police escort through. Um, there and back, right? There and back, yeah, uh, which was kind of cool. But a uh, police escort with all the buses kind of in a row going into the stadium is fine. Proper shit, man. It's, it's Proper way days, man. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's, look, I don't. Some aji baji shit. I want. I want to go through. You know, all the the parts of. Um, I want to go through all the parts of the experience. But like the one, the one thing that I kind of took away as a positive was. I don't know how you make the claim this isn't this isn't a rivalry. Like I don't understand coming off of that experience. I don't understand that. Um, as as it's being uh, as I'm being reminded of in the group chat, like they, they shut down downtown. They're not downtown because they're they're not in downtown, but they shut down where there's st- the traffic around where their stadium is. South LA. So our eleven buses could could take off from the freeway and go into their stadium and, and park and get everybody off. Um, so once, but anyway, once we get in, once we get inside, we we um, everyone gets unloaded from the buses. Everyone kind of you know gets back together. We all start heading in to our security, basically our our gate. Because um, they're already gonna like put you guys inside, right? Like- we're- Immediately, yeah. Like it's probably five something, and and they're gonna toss us inside, you know, right away. Um, so we go through the metal detectors and the ticket scans. I still don't really understand how their ticket scan because they don't have a barcode on them, which didn't make any sense to me. Uh, which is really weird because they have this system, they have this like ticketing system that it, there's no barcode reader. Presumably, so they have to hire fewer people to like it's it's all automated. So you just scan your thing and you go right through. But because it's not clear how it works, they still have to hire people to stand at the gate and usher every ticket through. As it like if they put a, if they put a barcode on it, they could have one person make sure that one person in security make sure nobody jumps the line. But because there's no barcode, they have to pay people to show people how to get into the stadium. It's a it's a really weird like really weird setup. But the outside, and I I, I will admit I'm going to try to stay as um, um I'm going to try to stay as 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 non-biased as possible. I'm going to put my, my, my Josh Gessman reporter hat on and try to stay as non-biased for right now, for right now, uh, and stay as non-biased as possible. There's an opportunity to press This is the, the one chance. It's fine. Um, <laughs> ben broke his headphones. So he's trying to fix it. But the outside, aesthetically, the outside, you're like, oh, sh-, you know, because this is the first time I ever got to see the building. I've only ever passed it on the freeway. Um, outside, you walk up and you're like, Holy shit! Like I'm. This is the stadium everyone keeps talking about. I'm at LAFC's yeah. fucking bank. Oh, why even do it? You're better off not doing it. The moment here's the thing. The moment you do it, you're just alerting everyone who didn't even think about it. Ben wasn't ready. That's 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 it. Which was you know was fine, but whatever. Um, reset. So, you, but you pull up to it and you're like, okay, this is this is the Bank of California Stadium. This is that big thing everyone had been talking about. Awesome. Let's get inside. So you fight. You finally get through. The geniuses, the absolute geniuses. If you needed to use the restroom, because we had our own our own bathroom section, basically the same way uh, the Galaxy runs Dignity Health Sports or StubHub, whatever. Um, there is a restroom away for the fan the fan group. Yeah, they kind of block everything else off. This becomes your bathroom. It when we showed up, you couldn't go to the bathroom. You had to go up the stairs to the section that we were in, and then come back down, and then. 
continue to the right. Like, so we were in the furthest, furthest, most left part. You would go up the stairs, then travel to the right out back outside of your section, go back down the stairs on the other side, like slightly 50 feet down and then go right to the restroom that you just passed to go up the stairs. Even if you were like, yeah, yeah, but I got to go to the bathroom. They were like, okay, you just need to go up the stairs and then over and then back down because they had police. Basically they had police at our stairs they had police on the back stairs. They just didn't have anyone in between. That's the best logic I could understand. Um, but Andrew points out that at, th- at this point, you guys were the only people in the stadium. Literally the only people in the stadium. It was us and staff of, of LAFC. So it, it was just stupid. But it, other than that, you know, it's no big deal. Um, and so we're, we're once we get in, and I go hit the head as soon as, as, soon as I get in because I you know get it out of the way. You walk up and you, 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 you're in the section where the away fans are supposed to be. And I can't like there's no there's genuinely and truly unbiased, unbiased hat off, like or reporter hat on, honest to God's Gosh. truth. I swear to you, just don't 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 just don't do it anymore. It's fine. Honest to God's truth. It's such a disappointing experience, from top to bottom. It's cheap, it's small, it's so small. Like I never ever in my wildest dreams thought they would build such a tiny stadium in downtown Los Angeles. It's crazy. It's the, it's, it's the size. Do you remember? This was the, 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 the comparison I made. Do you remember slam ball? It was on like TNN or yeah. spike or something like that. Yeah, yeah. If a slam ball team got popular enough where they built an arena, that's the size of an arena. You would think they would build like that's genuinely the size of a stadium. I thought like Landon Donovan's uh, San Diego soccer's played in. It's so small. It's it's it feels cheap like it's it's a black and gold avaya. It's really really weird, and I and the idea that like the soccer aspect of of the stubby or Victoria or whatever whatever you want to call it, the fact that the soccer the soccer stadium aspect of the StubHub Center cost eighty three million dollars, and Bank of California Stadium cost three hundred and fifty million. The first thing that came to mind was like someone has embezzled money out of this place. It's it's small. It's plasticky. It's everything feels well when cheap. You, when you have Tony Robbins as one of your investors. Yeah, embezzling is, is probably the right yeah. word. But it, it was just like he, he knows how to take money out of from people's pockets. I don't even really see, and I and it could be my lack of of you know I I am no, um, you know I'm I'm obviously no architect or anything like that. I don't quite understand how they could go about expanding it, but it doesn't seem like it's built to be expanded. It, it genuinely and truly feels like it's built to be taken apart in three years really, really quickly. It looks like it's built to not exist anymore and they can put something else there. If that team got relocated, there's no reason they couldn't take that thing apart piece by piece and build it up again somewhere else. There's nothing unique about it. There's nothing unique about it. There's nothing special about it. It's all like the whole experience, the whole experience. I assure if you, you haven't been in yet, right? No. The entire experience is made to look larger on television than it actually is. And I'm I'm I part of me thinks it's purposefully by design. Like it's designed to kind of be because it's really steep and narrow. Like so the the staircase that we were sitting in, you're almost falling over each other because there's no there's no railing on the chairs. So it's it's as little room as was necessary to fit those I guess it's twenty two thousand seats. But there's nothing to if you're standing in that section, which they have to imagine a way supporters are doing. Like it's it's a it's almost hazardous that you are likely to fall over. Several people almost fell over. It's just it's it's 
it's really weird. It's really, really, really weird, man. Especially when you think of like sports, you think you know people are going to be drinking. Like that just seems like a hazard. It's it's it feels really hazardous and dangerous, and that's and that's just and again, I'm just now at this point when I say it's 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 disappointing. That's just the stadium. I never, I genuinely never thought a downtown stadium would get built that was that small, that was that tiny and like unimpressive. Three two five two. Oh man. First off. There is a, look. Let's let's get the the Guessman reporter hat stuff out of the way first. Uh, it's large. It is a large. It's a large uh, little uh, supporter subsection area. It's very clearly designed to make it so that that whole end is their supporter group section. That's the goal. Um, three two five two. I guess is supposed to count the tickets or the, the seats in the seats, area. Yeah. Uh, there are two corner sections that have no involvement whatsoever with the supporters group that whose numbers are counted in their seat total. There is a, a large, like an unacceptably large area for the drums that are, that are segmented to the back probably cuts 30, 40 seats out of the total also included in the total. Like it's, it, it has this weird, like, uh, and not just a three, two, five, two section, but pretty much the stadium as a whole has this like ring of premium seats that kind of sit amongst the top where it, it, it's, for people who want to spend a lot of money to feel like they're in a supporter section, but not engage in any, in any real way. Right. Um, it's just, Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's because I was so disappointed. I just kept looking at this thing like, uh, but of the supporters group section, th- th- I mean, they're, they're, they couldn't have been galaxy. They could never have been galaxy fans. And I, I've, I, I will admit I internally kind of struggled with, you know, there's, there is these people who are in Los Angeles. Why would they choose to not support not only the the biggest team in the country, but their local team? Like, why wouldn't they support the game? It doesn't make, like, it genuinely doesn't make any sense to me. I understand. Like, now I understand. They are every carbon copy of every MLS supporters group in this quote-unquote new 3.0 era. The chants are all the same. The movements are all the same. Everything is the same. They're a they're a Timbers Army light, they're a ECS light, uh, Rockus Orlando whatever the fuck they're called, light version of them Atlanta a light version of them, it's it's the whole experience Ed and I'm I'm not saying it to disappoint anybody I'm not saying it to make you feel like you shouldn't go, top to bottom, it's a disappointment, that supporters group is a massive fucking disappointment and I it's it's if you ever see it on TV it's got to be shot at the steepest of angles because it ain't that big. I see why the galaxy are saying, and that one other thing I came away from, I see why the galaxy are like, we should put all the supporters groups together and put them in one section because Lars and ACB will be bigger than them. Lars and ACB would be bigger than the three, two, five, two on an average game. Cause if that's how they were against us, that's disappointing. Like as a, as an organization, LAFC for $350 million probably should have expected a bit more. And that's not to only mention that putting up, you know, basically like, Follow the bouncing ball for the chance. Oh, they don't, they don't, they don't, um, they don't watch. Sorry, they, the the uh, national anthem is on a screen where oh they my have the God, that was so bad. Where they have the uh, the words. They have screens that are telling people in the stadium what songs to sing. Like what the three two five two is doing this song. Like come on, get your scarves up, ladies. And, I mean, all of it. It's just it's it is manufa- It's manufactured from top to bottom. 
I'm pretty sure I heard some some chants getting pumped in through some speakers. I could be wrong. But even if I'm not, you could barely hear their supporters anyway. Like there weren't, there was a decent contingent of Galaxy fans. I think there was something in our specific section. There were definitely Galaxy fans. Scattered oh yeah, you saw the you saw them scattered around on TV. But in our, I think our section, we were allocated something in the neighborhood of like seven, eight hundred tickets. That, that's my understanding. I understand that I was inside of the section with seven or eight hundred people. If there's three thousand of you in a matchbox of a stadium i should be able to hear you very very clearly yeah yeah very very clearly fuck me man like it's good they can have them they can have every single one of them they can have every single one of them it's uh i, I wouldn't want them if if you've somehow figured out how to if you've somehow figured out how to um support the galaxy and lafc that's your business. I wouldn't want. We're talking about. Hey, I, I don't look anybody. <laughs> anybody who makes whatever decision makes them comfortable. But I. I mean, I wouldn't have. I. I. I don't know. With all things being equal, I don't know how. You, how that's what you choose. That's what is like. It's just it's imitation from top to bottom. Well, I mean, and we've said it, everything just feels fake. You've you've seen pictures going around. On, it is fake. You it's see all people fake. people going pictures going on Twitter of like. It's like a fashion show people show up to. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's manufactured. Everything is manufactured. <laughs> you have their fans talking to reporters and saying, Viva, Vamos Galaxy, and then changing it halfway through and just saying, Look, for two seconds of that lady's life, she got to be honest again. Good for yeah. her. You know, but it's, it's, and now she'll forever be immortalized as a meme. She's, a, she's a galaxy meme. And yeah. we don't have a whole lot of memes of people. Like she's a galaxy meme now and forever. Hey, uh, at GCD553 wants to know how it compares to Portland, Tuck. Um, I mean, is, I don't know how he, how he's asking the question. Like, like the, are you talking about like the, the, the atmosphere? Yeah, the atmosphere. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, come on. It's, it's, it's not a, it's a, it's, it pales in comparison. And I wouldn't even, like, I, what times I've been to Portland, like, it's not even like, the as great as people say it is. The loudest cheer of the night. The loudest <sighs> cheer of the night. Happened when someone tackled the ball off Slaton. Not any of the three goals, not their designated player make, scoring a goal, not their their beloved Latif Blessing scoring two goals. The loudest cheer of the night from the entire stadium was someone tackling the ball off Slaton when they were losing three to one. I, I, it's you won't believe it. Every person who hasn't been to that game, you will not believe it until you witness it with your own eyes. Like it's it's. I've I've been following MLS for 15 years. I've never seen some shit like that. I've never seen a place like that. It's crazy. It's it's it, it blew me away. I, I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised at how disappointed I was. But there's there's you know, they got some fucking bird. This fucking weird fucking, fucking bird, Falcon. man. And what does so, that have to do with anything? I I could not tell you. I can tell you that LAX started chanting "fuck that bird" and then "fuck that pigeon." Um, and then started screaming at LAFC people about animal cruelty and how if they actually cared about animals, they would let that they would let that bird go free, which is a pretty good argument. Um, you know, once 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 the game finally you know kicked off. Well, first off, they had us sitting inside the, in the sun for like an hour and a half, um, cooking, which you know nobody nobody complained, nobody gave a shit. We just ate it and kind of dealt with it. And, and then they opened the the gates, uh, I guess, twenty or thirty minutes later, and started letting fans pile in but we walked down to go to the restroom after 
the gates had opened, you walk right through a fucking crowd of them. Nobody's, nobody's got a word to say. I'm sure all the worst, you know, diehard supporters are kept on the other side and what have you. But at least all as far as... All the camo wears. Yeah. At least as far as I saw, like, we walked... You know what? Camo is genuinely better than how everyone else in that stadium is dressed. Because you saw you saw, you saw saw the pictures online. The lady with the LAC dress and all the other nonsense. and It's it, ridiculous. The, it's cringy from the moment you walk in the door until they let you leave. Like, it's, it's just... It's all... It's, it's awful, man. It's awful. And I'm sure in a couple of years they'll kind of get their shit together, you know? And and most of those like super douchey people will kind of take off and then they'll be left with their most hardcore fans. But every everything about it, you look at it and you go, three bad seasons and they're gonna fold this team. Oh, I'm just waiting until they, they don't get the extra allocation yeah. money. Couple bad couple see bad how, seasons. See how that works for them. Couple bad seasons and all of those people are gone. It's LA, man. You gotta have a winning team. Yeah, it's we well, gotta have a winning team, but there also has to be this this foundation of who and what you are, this kind of build to what you are, and it's 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 not like that anymore. It's it's you go you go to those games to be seen at those games, I guess. Like Kareem Abdul Jabbar was there, and that broke my fucking heart. Yeah, he's dead to me. That broke my heart. Yeah, yeah it's it's a goddamn shame. Uh, Kobe Bryant <laughs> just keeps getting just keeps going higher and higher on that that like, list that of top, Lakers. Yeah, um, he's down with the galaxy. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was just disappointing. It was really, really, really disappointing. Um, should we talk about the game now? Some forty minutes in. <laughs> hey, you asked me, man. No, I love. I'm it. not even done. There's there's so there's so much more. We'll pepper it in, or well, you know what? Let's do. We can pepper it in, or we can do a Patreon show. No, oh no, no, no! Everyone who listens to this needs to know what that okay. is like. All right. Um, let's talk about the game though. We got to talk about it a little bit at least. Uh, Zlatan scores. In, Andrew said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is old and senile. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They they might have you know forced him to do. There was there was a time I would have defended him, but now he's dead. Rest in peace. And then I mean Chuck Liddell, he's just been hit too many times in the head. He definitely had no idea. Yeah, CTE has no idea. He thought he was on an Expendables four. Yeah, and just poor poor Chuck Liddell. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the game. Zlatan with a brace. Pavone gets his his first ever Galaxy goal. Uh, yeah, that first 15 minutes, man. Best 15 minutes. It's an advertisement for the league. Yeah, right? Adver- yeah, absolute advertisement for the league. I don't, I don't, again, I don't know how anyone comes out of that game, whether you're watching at home or certainly if you were in the stadium without, and, and says, you know, this isn't a rivalry. This isn't a rivalry game. Um, I don't think anyone says that. I think everyone. I literally I heard mean, it on the podcast we did like five days ago. Well, I know. I, I hear, I hear the, oh, it's not a rivalry until they win a game. It's like, well, no. Well, then it's not. A That's rivalry. not how it works. Uh, but I mean, you, if you hear all the the soccer heads, everyone like if you if you watch if you like go on on the social medias, I mean, people are calling this the best rivalry in MLS. It's the best rivalry in MLS, and it's absolutely right. Um, the every game has been a banger. The energy, like, every game has been fun. The energy in that stadium, for as small as it is, and as 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 compact and as tight as it is, and all that, the energy inside that stadium points towards maybe not today. But someday soon, this is going to be something big. When when hopefully the Galaxy gets to a point where they can expand their stadium or LAFC expands their, whatever ends up happening. I don't agree with the idea that we should be looking to move these games to, to the Rams Stadium or to the Rose Bowl or any of that other corporate fucking nah, marketing keep, bullshit. Keep it in a minute. I love it. Well, what bothers me about the people who say we should consider moving to a football stadium is like, I don't hear supporters saying that. I hear I hear people who have specifically said I'm not a supporter 
or I hear people who work for the Galaxy saying, like, yeah, maybe one day we'll move it to a football stadium. What does that do? They're not, if they're going to lower pr- ticket prices to $4 and they move it to the Rose Bowl, then move it to the Rose but, Bowl. But they're not going to do that. But if you're going to keep prices at $35 face value, what do you get out of moving it to these gigantic cavernous venues outside of more money for these organizations? Which is the, which is the end game. I understand yeah. that. Um, but keep it in these like tight, intimate, you know, intimate environments and you can actually, you have, actually have an opportunity to grow something out of it. I wonder how much how much do, do teams make off of like revenue from if it, if they moved it to say a sixty thousand seat or I think a lot of the way MLS teams make their money is is at the gate. Okay, because every so many things are are kind of profit shared. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I mean. Of, like it's just everything. I mean, technically everything is MLS money. Yeah, that's one of the biggest issues with the MLS model is the fact that right now they're they're making most of the money off the gate, or at least they were as of like five six years ago. That's what they're claiming. Mm-hmm. Versus most leagues make most of their money off television revenue. Yeah, so we're, we're just we're just not there yet, and we're not. And we, so. you know, we may be inching closer to that in the next, you know, what is it, two or three years, with the TV deals. But I don't. Outside of just raking in more cash, I don't know what moving to a gigantic venue is going to do. You, I, and I also, to the, at the same point, I see why LAFC is so like stingy about their tickets. It's a fucking tiny building. It's so goddamn small. If they gave a large, that is really what it comes down to. If they gave the Galaxy a significant allotment of tickets, if they gave the Galaxy a thousand tickets, just off of what I just finished hearing from the three two five two, in the biggest game of their season, we run that fucking building. Yeah, they give us a thousand tickets, we run that guy. Well, they'd building. have to turn their mics up on their on their fans. Ooh, 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 ooh. coming in hot. I know you just hear individual voices. I don't know how you can how you can do that on, on television, oh, but God, it's such yeah. a fucking embarrassment. I guess so, whatever. Um, but let's talk, okay. Going back to the game, let's talk about that first goal. You have a nice, uh, nice play from uh, Pavone mm-hmm. with with Shelvick. You get this. This this goal reminded me of a classic Keenan Donovan goal, where Keenan would hold up the ball, and like Landon would make that that cutting run inside. And then Keenan would, would slot that ball to, to to Landon. That's exactly how this goal felt to me. And it was very nice to see a goal happen through the middle of the field. Yeah, that was uh, so nice. Get built up. Uh, was, uh, oh yeah, so nice. Yeah, on that point, you could absolutely go back, you know, six, seven, eight years and find that exact goal. What you just said, carbon copy. Yeah, carbon copy. Exactly. You saw, you saw that constantly happen with Keenan Landon. Well, the, the 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 part I enjoyed the most about it, and and seeing it live, you know, you you do get a feeling of it, but kind of getting home and, and getting to rewatch it and see all the angles. There is a, a half a moment where Pavone just almost loses the ball. He did the same thing against Seattle. Just almost loses the ball. But there's this like he just and it's gonna sound it's gonna sound a little sexual, ladies and gentlemen, but he just kind of stretches for an extra inch. Just a little extra. Just a wee bit more tip. Arch the back a little just, bit. Yeah, make it work. Just get a little deeper in there. And he just he may retains possession. He's Exact same carbon copy thing of the Seattle game, and then gets that pass into into Zlatan, it's, and it's it's insane how quickly he can get the ball off his of feet and like just go around defenders, and how hard it is to get it off of him. Yeah, like, when he wants to keep it, he more often than not when he wants to keep it, he can keep it, and if he if it's time to get rid of it, he's going to get it right to where it's got to go. And he, but that's that that pass that you're always seeing Zlatan going like, no, here, yeah, not over there. Why would you fucking throw here? Here's where I need it. That's that extra. That's that 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 difference that he was talking about with Pavon. That spe- that little bit of special, that little spark. 
He knows where he, he sees two plays in advance. He sees where, not where it's got to be, but where it's going. And he, he knows where Zlatan's going based on his movement. And it gets the ball into him perfectly. And Zlatan scores, stands right in the corner and is like, bust out the Megan Rapino celebration, which is what I assume he was going for. And he was like, oh, crap, went fucking apeshit. You can't understand. You have no recollection outside of an MLS Cup how goddamn loud the Galaxy section was. I mean, we were un- we were insufferable that whole game. If you were an LAFC fan sitting anywhere near us, I would apologize for you having a horrible night. Would you, though? But I don't care about there you, you or your life or your happiness or your existence or any of that shit. So it doesn't really matter. But, oh. Uh, God damn, it was good. That was that was that was a fun moment. One of those those type of goals, those type of moments where you just look. Every person within ten feet of you is your best friend that you've known since you were Hugging, in elementary school. High fiving, you motherfuckers! Fucking uh, get in! Yeah. Oh god, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, and then LAFC ties it up ten minutes later with what I can only assume is Shelvick being Shelvick. And just literally standing there like a cone, just ball watching, doing what Shelvick does, man. Well, he gets the he gets the deflection, and there's an earlier chance um, that gets passed through through LAFC through the middle. It's going out to Carlos Vela. He gets a deflection at almost. I mean, Vela probably should have taken the shot. Might have been the reason he got yanked a little later in the game. Um, but he probably should have. He seemed like he had a, a clear shot on on Bingham who parries the ball like crazy he has i think three or four other lafc attackers in front of him shoot the ball low and, and get a deflection see what happens but it was a it was a, a you know another typical jorgen Stovic night it was ball watching and blind mistakes left right and center but that's what he you know that's who he is and what he does yeah um i don't i don't understand well i mean i understand we, we literally don't have anyone else to to play as a left back position with polenta being out or it's not sorry, not Plenty Stairs. Stairs being out, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just literally he just watches the ball as it's going floating over, and then who is it? Vela that hits heads it back heads it back in. No, it's um, uh, oh shit, and it's Diego Rossi. Diego Rossi. Yeah, Vela, Vela crosses it over. Rossi heads it. No, it's Betashore that crosses. It's, it. in, it's Betashore, you're right. And, I, and it looked like he's offside, but I don't know. He's, oh. I don't think he's off. It looked like he's off. But he crosses. Well, I mean, for the sake of argument, let's call him off. Uh, but he crosses over. But you know, to we're Diego not getting Rossi. that call, so so it's fine. Oh, we can talk about that in a second. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Betashore crosses to Rossi. Rossi uh, crosses back at, crosses back to um, Blessing. And Bingham and Legette kind of go for it in the net, basically. Bingham swipes and misses. Well, Le- he gets a hand to it. He get, he touches it. Yeah. And, then, and Legette, see, we couldn't see that from there. And then Legette is like jumping on the line to try. Le- the midfielder is like, I will do whatever I can to keep the ball out. The highest paid defender in the organization stands there as the forward he's supposed to be watching runs off his shoulder because he's not paying any attention. No. And he just, he, like a spectator, watches the play unfold. It's crazy. He literally watches as the cross comes in and as the ball gets headed back in. And he's just standing there watching he is, the entire time. His lack of, of focus and lack of effort and determination has got to border on the criminal. Like it's, he's not, he's not, directly responsible for that it's weird because he's not directly responsible for the goal but at the same time he probably could have kept it from ever happening i'm sorry hammerby if you're listening uh it wasn't his fault 
Uh, it was definitely legit and being fault on that. This is the issue. Ham- <laughs> this is the Hammerby version? Hammerby, This yeah. is the Hammerby version. This is the issue. Ben, we'll cut that out, and this will be the Hammerby yeah, version. Splice this one yeah, in. This is the issue. He's already defending so many world-class forwards that he can't... I mean, there's one extra that that, that comes tearing up. Latif Blessing, one, you know, obviously one of the top players in the Who league. Who looks like he's dying, right? I mean... Like, he looks like he has an, like an illness. Don't say that. He's very sensitive. I don't know if you've heard. He's extremely, you know, he's, look. I think he's got AIDS. Did you know he? Jesus well, that's, I mean, I Christ. Why, why would you, what's, Gio's, Gio's gone. Too. It's a word on the street, man. It's a I word mean, on the street. You had a lot of problems with minorities. Say it's a word on the street, man. All right. It's the truth. He has AIDS. I, right. He couldn't have been like hepatitis or something? No, like, full blown. Full blown. Wow. Not even HIV. Full blown AIDS. Wow. Those super AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, what were we talking I, about? I don't like. I don't. I don't. I can't. I don't hey, get on board with you. That's fault. We got off on this. He's the one who said he looked like he was dying. He does look like he's. Well, sick. he does look like he. You know, he, he looked like he got AIDS. But why does it got to be AIDS? Like, why can't it be? You know, something potentially he could heal from. He looked like 1990 Freddie Mercury. Oh God! <laughs> hey, hey, right, man. That's my man's dude. What are you doing? I was. I just watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody again on the weekend. It's a good movie. <laughs> this is for for Daniel Montjoy. Mega AIDS. Well, you put it in all caps, so. Yeah. Oh, you got it. That's why you got it. Mega AIDS. Yeah, so if you guys are watching this, if you're, um, if you're listening to this live, go to the YouTube, youtube.com slash Riot Squadcast. That's where the fun happens in the live chat. Fredo's like, they got cures now. <laughs> <laughs> if you got yeah, money. He can live with it. He if you got money. He, he got just got a new five-year extension. He, Let's he got that money. But yeah, it was, I couldn't believe He's it. He's got, I can cure your like hepatitis money, but he ain't got that like... That was one of those moments where, for for Blessing's goal, where you're, you know, usually when you're inside the stadium, it's a little harder to see those individual moments that kind of cost you shit. Every time we get scored on now, and I know he's playing, you just I look what, I look for him. So I'm watching, anytime we're on defense, I look for Shelvik because I'm like, what is he going to do? Like, what's he possibly going to fuck up today? Turns out a lot. Turns out a, a, the first. <laughs> Apparently opinion. nowadays it's usually like if, if there's a goal that goes in, it's like either... Damn it, Bingham, or damn it, damn Jorgen. It. Yeah. So it's one or the other. That was the damn it, Jorgen. Yeah, that was. Um, and then not too long after, though, Zlatan's like, nah, ain't happening. Nah, son. Nah, nah. With a nice. Jonah won a header and f- uh, chested it to Fabio, I think. Yeah. Who chips it just over, is it Walker Zimmerman? It's, it's Walker Zimmerman. I'm pretty sure it's Pavon who does the chip in again. No. He'll no, get, no. It's a uh, he got one assist. I think he got two assists. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure it's Fabio Alvarez. Either way, it's Fabio. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but he, who just barely skims the top of Walker Zimmerman's head? Yeah, just like it definitely gets a piece a- on it enough to 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 make Zlatan onside again. Oh, and then he because he, he was definitely off. And then he does what he does, which is embarrass the living shit out of Tyler Miller. What like, owns that dude? Again, shades of Landon, who would just like literally one on one with the goalkeeper, step aside and then. But that was a little Robbie Keenish dink. Yeah, like control, you know control, yeah. step, um, and then of course does the the Beckham Portland twenty twelve pose. I love that. Love it. I love that. I just it, love seeing their fans go ape shit. It, well, I like having a, a firm belief. Like he, do, I I like knowing my players don't like my rivals. And I know he doesn't like LAFC. I think he doesn't like a lot of teams in the league. I think he doesn't really like the league. But I know he doesn't like LAFC. Yeah. And that's, that's I'll, 
I don't know. It, after that, I'll is, probably never say a bad word. This about is now him. eight goals in five games against LAFC. Yeah. He he has more goals than Vela in El Trafico. Yeah, in less games. Although you wouldn't know that following ESPN, who had Vela halfway down their throat like the day after. The well, game. you're talking about Carlos Vela, who was MLS Player of the Week yeah. for some reason, which came out immediately after the after, game. Yeah. yeah, but you know whatever. Yes. Um, so it's three one or no, sorry, two one at that point. Yeah, and then it got better. A minute later, Pavon, with again, I I, I I'm reiterating. But wasn't that not a Landon Donovan goal, where he cuts inside, slips and makes and shoots a ball? Slips and, and gets. A, I think it gets a deflection as well. Like that, I remember Landon Donovan scoring goals like that. Hey man, that ten, it that just ten it just brought me back to classic like 2012, like that, those those top years. Like it brought me back to those years. Back when soccer was fun. Yes, <laughs> and we were still making playoffs constantly. Uh, but I mean, it just it was just good to see, and Pavon was all about it. Pavon's like, in. He's so in. Yeah, he's bought in. He's so bought in, and I, I can't. I well, love. That's what it. we were talking about when, during the whole like protracted transfer. If and when it gets done, you're going to have a guy who is so incredibly bought in, because we look at the trouble that we went through just to get him in. You know, you're going to play every game. You know, we're going to, at least in part, build a system to work for you, because you're, you're the guy. You're going to be the guy here, and you're, you're going to be an important piece, and we're going to take care of you, and. We're gonna pamper you, and you'll be able to walk around LA, and no one's gonna fucking, no one's gonna fuck with you. Like you're just, you're just gonna be okay. You get to live your life here. You get to be a soccer player. You get to rehab, figure your shit out. He's in, man. He's in 100. percent He's magical to watch live. Oh, dude, on, t- on, t- on TV, my man, my man is smooth. Every time he gets the ball, he gets swarmed. He gets swarmed in the same way Zlatan does, in the same way Keen and Landon did, to the best of people's ability. Like the moment he gets on. There's a there's a guy man marking him, and then there's defenders zonal zonally marking him. Oh, and he'll all get, kind he'll of shift get, to his side, and he'll get double triple time at, at points. And it most of the time it doesn't really matter. And he's so good. He can he it can, either gets a pass away or dribbles around him. It he's so damn good. And I cannot wait till this guy gets a full preseason with the team, and we build it around him. The preseason's gonna be fun, and if and the rebuild's gonna be fun because you go out and get a left back that's gonna work with him. You you go out and get it. The beauty of having most of that attacking core kind of kind of sorted out. We need to work on the defense. We know that. You bring in Giancarlo, you, who who was fine. You bring in Giancarlo. You bring in Polenta, and, and you know Polenta did as best you can do with with a mixture of of Romney and and Stjelvic to his left. But Polenta doesn't play that left back side that necessarily complements Pavone's game. Not just yet. Um, he he works his ass off, but he's he's not as good on a cross as you'd probably like for for someone who can overlap on that side. But because you've got Pavone sorted, nothing to worry about. You know, okay, well, I need someone who's going to play to his specific attributes. Someone who can overlap in the way we need him to. Someone who can cross. Someone who can pass. Who's going to keep an eye out for him. Someone where they're going to be able to get along, speak together. We got that aspect locked up. Don't have to worry about it. So we just and as we have to replace that guy fucking anyway because he's garbage. And we're going to have so much money to fucking replace him with. Yeah. Next season, and as you say, with a full preseason under his belt, Christian Pavone is going to light this league the fuck up next year. It's going to be beautiful. He's doing it on like three weeks, man. Yeah. I can't imagine him being here and like settled in. This is him just getting here. This is him getting, this is him playing soccer regularly for the first time in like eight months. Yeah. I mean, it's he is going to be like, this, this was the other thing. This was, this was the game. 
Like as a Galaxy fan, being concerned about when you lose a game to LAFC, this was this should have been it. What was it, what was it? Eighty um, percent that the that we were going to lose this game, something like that. Yeah, seventy nine. This this was it because next year say it's a lot of time. <laughs> to be fair, every game has been like, hey, you're going to lose. Yeah, but like, the, like LAFC was always favored. Like I, since we started playing these games, I keep telling everybody it. I've been telling you. I've been tell. I've genuinely been telling you since the four three El Trafico game. It can't happen. It won't happen. It's not possible. And one day it might happen, but right now it ain't fucking possible. You know why? Because sometime between now and and when next season starts, a meteor might hit the planet. I don't want that to happen. But if it happens, I die in a world where LAFC has never beaten a galaxy. That doesn't make it. That doesn't. That doesn't. You know. Well, no one will help, but it makes it a little bit better. No one will know that because everyone will be dead. Well, the aliens will know, of course. Jesus will know, Ed. Come on. Oh, because everything's recorded in the cloud, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all. And it's all up there. So when the aliens come, they're like, "Oh, snap! They never lost to this other team. Yeah. Like, Clearly, who was better?" The aliens are just waiting on Saint Michael to deliver the game, and they're like, "Oh shit! They still couldn't beat him. They'll never beat him." Oh well. And they just renamed Planet Earth as LA Galaxy. <laughs> I'm like, guys, have you visited Look, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to take this uh I'm willing to take this meteorite strike <laughs> if we can name the planet LA Galaxy. I'm kinda of on board with this. Or it just renames the whole galaxy LA so I'm get- because you're part of the LA Galaxy. This should be this should be everyone in the league's kind of understanding of the galaxy quote unquote rule bending and rule breaking. Yes, we got Christian Pavone on a free turn on a free loan. But we also have to play Jorgen Stovic. Yeah. I mean it's come on, it's, it's balanced. Y- y- you you win some. You lose some ebbs and flows. You know, we're all kind of figuring this shit out together. But we still have to play Stovic. And he's off. I mean, we could have played Didi Triori, and he would have done as good of a defensive job as Jorgen Stovic. I mean, awful, 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 awful. I mean, that awful is not even, it's not even, can't even start to describe it as awful. It was just, it was just non-existent. Mm-hmm. Nico Fashow in the uh, in the live chat right now. Nico Fashow brings up a great point. A speedy striker with this team would be insane. I was reading LAFC fans saying, "Well, you know, or you were mentioning it rather. Uh, we'll wait till next season when Zlatan leaves." And it's like, "Well, what do you think? What do you think happens with that? Who money? do you think we're going to bring in? What do you think's going to? What do you think's going on? Like, where do you do you think we spent twenty million on Christian Pavone to lose to the Columbus Crew? Like, how do you think this works? Well, we didn't spend twenty million on Christian Pavone. But you know, you know look." Look, in the cloud, Ed. But what do you <laughs> what do you think we're bringing these guys in for? Like, what do you what, what do you think's happening? What do you think's getting built? This is the turnaround in a season where, coming into the year, we were like, we're going to be financially handicapped because of the decisions of of prior administrations. Next year, we get to start shifting a lot of dead weight and clearing up a lot of money to do a whole lot of fucking good. Stelvik is an international spot. And a million dollars. So go out and get an a go out and get an, an international Argentinian left back that plays in a similar vein to Christian Pavone. And that'll cost you like three hundred thousand dollars. That'll cost you five hundred grand. You have five hundred grand. You got another four hundred sitting in the, in the bank. And Tam, good to go. You want you want to get some cheap, great players? Got to go to Colombia, man. Well, you you look defensively. Look defensively. Just look at the team defensively, and we're gonna shift shift gears just a little bit. Look at the team defensively, right? On the defensive side, what needs to get replaced? You could make the argument for a defensive midfielder. I don't know. You could make the argument for it, especially at his price point. You can make the argument for a defensive midfielder, a left back, 
and a right back. If you choose to keep Perry Kitchen, right? Who are the two that you, who are the main two you need to flip? Uh, definitely you're gonna have to flip Shelvick. Mm-hmm. Um, and on their money, I mean, you have to do Kitchen unless he comes back at a you know significantly lower price. But you could flip on the defensive side where where we could use an upgrade. Shelvick, Felcher. Yeah. Regularly. Well, defend- Felcher, and Felcher doesn't make that much, though, either. But regularly, Felcher and Stjelvik are the two big sore, you know, eyesores, whatever you want to call them. They're, they're, they're the problematic end on the defense. You probably bring in a better goalkeeper, too. But maybe. But that's maybe. You, and again, you can make the argument, or at least cheaper, depending on where the salary cap kind of ends up. But replacing Felcher and Stjelvik, that's what, about $1.5 million? give or take somewhere in that area around 1.5 million for Felcher and Selvik and their two international spots. So even if you're getting rid of those guys and clearing up their money, clear up Selvik to, to their earlier conversation, clear up Selvik and sign a $500,000 Argentinian uh, left back. Right. He's still got, he's still got 800 grand on the other, roughly 800 grand on the other I side. Think that I, I honestly think, and I, I, and I'm not trying to blow him up too fast, but Araujo can play that right back spot. The beauty of Araujo is he doesn't have to play it yet. If we, it, I'm all for he's young. Let's get him minutes. Let's get him competitive and on the field. I'm concerned about him potentially capping and or something going wrong, and it kind of halting his his development. But the bottom line is in U.S. soccer we need to get the age down for when players are competing for minutes at a first team level. If you got a guy like him who can regularly play at least decently, who will hopefully eventually build into the right back that you want. Yeah, play him. Um, but we got one point one million, just about one million sixty six thousand for for Shelvik, and where is Felcher? And two hundred forty two thousand for uh, for Felcher. That's what I'm saying. One point three for two internationals. Yeah, Felcher. If, if you're paying Felcher under three hundred thousand, I think you keep him. I I think if you can make the case to start eighty thousand eighteen year old Julian Araujo, why are you wasting? And he's going to get bonuses next year. So why are you wasting what'll be what'll probably be at least in the neighborhood of like three hundred and fifty thousand on Felcher? Not if, that much. Yeah. No. It's a, as a, as a, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's it'll be his third year of his contract. He's 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 going to make some money next year. Like he's he, he's going to be making more. And we're going to have the, we're going to have some money to keep him around if we want to. But Stelvik will be out of contract. You could buy Felcher out if you needed to. You probably don't need to, but you could you could if you wanted. Well, that third year is probably an option year too. So. If it's if it's an option here, I I decline it. I decline it and move on. Absolutely, you're not going to pay two hundred fifty for a backup right back. You're just not. And you're going to pay because, more because, than two hundred fifty because, because you're not going to keep Araujo off the field next year. That's this 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 is probably a conversation a, for another time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, yeah. Let's get let's get back to the game. Uh, let's talk about how big of a game Jonah had, man, and just the love you see that he's building for this club. I mean, he after the the was it the Pavone goal. He grabs a, the crest and kisses it in front of the three two five two. I mean, I have a, a gif of it as well. If anybody wants it, GIF. but yeah, it's not. It's it is mm. graphic. It's whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I him kissing the word, but I mean, the guy, yeah. but it's, it's not GIF. it's not giraffic, but whatever. Okay, no, it's not, but it is gif. Um, so Jonah kisses the badge. I mean, it, I love it's. It just seems every time that he plays for a club, it's just more and more that you see he's going to bleed for this club. I hate to. Bring up a bad character, Uh-oh. a dementor, if you will. Don't say it. He should not be named. How bad of an influence 
is Giovanni Dos Santos. Speaking of being cured, right? Jo- he Jonathan, got cured of his cancer. Jonathan has blossomed. And that cancer was Giovanni Dos Santos. But he's absolutely blossomed since Gio left. I mean, not even just on the field, not even just watching him play, but the emotion that you seem to get from him. He looks genuinely happy to be here. He looks like he's having a good time competing. And and we win more. Like, we're we're doing better than we were last year. We were doing better basically since he's gotten here. But he seems to enjoy playing soccer now. And he seems to specifically have a... I don't want to be one of those fans that kind of buys into all the, the, the crest kissing. But he seems like someone who is genuinely bought in on representing the Galaxy. And being a memorable force in this region for one of the biggest teams. Knowing that he's likely the next captain if Slaton steps away next year. And I love too that... You know, this whole, like, hey, if you play for MLS, you're never going to play for your country. But now, again, Jonathan and and, and Antuna have both been called back up uh, with Mexico again. So I love that he can play football with us and still be called up to Mexico and show him that, hey, if you come to the Galaxy, you're going to get looks on your national team. Well, if any, Jonathan seems more enshrined in the Mexican national team now than he ever did in the past. And Uriel, sorry, apologies, I just learned. Uriel. I'm working on it. Material. Yeah, it's not, apparently it's not. It's fine. Bro, I just I I just got a whole bunch of shit about this. Uriel. Hey, if I can pronounce that's not even his first name. If I can pronounce Jeff Laurentowit Wicks, fuck. <laughs> See, it's gone. Whatever. He doesn't play for my team anymore. Um, yeah, apparently it's Uriel. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but he is on the. That's national. not even his name is Carlos. It doesn't matter. 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 If he is on the national team and he is able to get into the national team specifically for playing for the Galaxy and his his play for us, why wouldn't you come here? As a young player who's not going to do anything in Manchester City or whichever third division European team they're going to loan all their players to? Venlo. Why wouldn't you come here? Like, why wouldn't you come to, you get to play in Los Angeles, you get to be surrounded by compatriots, the Galaxy are, are going to take care of you, they're first class organization, and we'll get you, we'll, not only will you be able to stay in your national team, we're now an avenue that's getting you into your national team. Like, it's it's a beautiful setup. It's like we're back. It's like we're at least working towards getting back. I mean, that's, that's what more could you ask for? No, nah, and I love, you know what, with this setup with uh, with Legette and Jonah, I think, I think we've definitely found the pairing going forward. Probably, yeah. I think this, at, at least, at least until everyone gets, not, yeah, I mean, it, it should be. Kitchen, kitchen is is my hope for any moment where we're we're needing to be specifically defensive. A way to Seattle might be one of those those moments, but the way Jonathan is playing, if Legette is the catalyst for that, I mean, you you have to play him. I mean, since since uh, since Legette's been back with and playing that that sentiment role with him, I mean, the team has looked. I mean, I got you'd probably give it a little bit that's a bone as well, but the team has looked better. Yeah, I, we've we've given up goals, but. You know, it's just we're 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 defensively shaky, but with into with uh with Legette and Jonah in the middle, I mean the guys are just workhorses, man. Well, part of the for me, part of the the thing is once the transfer window closes, if you're defensively shaky, if you're defensively questionable, the moment the transfer window closes, you put the best players on the field that's going to get the best results out of everyone. There's only so much you can do, and we're at a point now where it's like everyone's healthy, everyone's back. Polenta, Steris, Giancarlo, and Felcher. That's your back line. Is it the best back line in MLS? Not, no. Like, flat out, no. I mean, we, we've shown it's its literally 
the middle yeah. of, of the league. It's flat out no. And and arguably, it's not the best back line in Los Angeles. But it's the best back line we got. So you need, you need your attacking core to kind of compliment them, help them out as best they can. But it seems like going forward for the rest of our season, the goal is going to be shoot as much as you can, score as much as you can, because some combination of Felter, Felcher, Stelvik, Steris, Giancarlo, Polenta are probably, Bingham, to be fair, probably going to give up a goal or two or three. So we need to figure out a way to get to three first, and then we need to figure out a way to get to four so that we can kind of solidify. I don't think you win a championship needing to score four goals every game, especially if, what, we're in we're in the end of August, and Steris is still our second leading goal scorer on three? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, as, as long as that's, I'm sure well, it's- tied now with Fabio, right? Uh, Fabio didn't score. No, I know, but I think Fabio has three now in the is season. It, or does he sound ben is Ben is nodding his head between two microphones for some it's reason, fine. so the answer is yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's it's even if you're tied, you have a center back who's who's tied for your top your top goals. We're gonna if if scoring four goals a game is the way we're going forward, we're not going to win an MLS Cup. But these are problems that are going to get fixed next year. Whether Zlatan's still here while we're fixing them is a different question, but they're things that'll get fixed. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I was a guy who wrote off legit. I'm like, get him off the team. Like that, that was my position. Like, if he can play like this, though, I'll keep him. I'll, I'll keep him. <laughs> keep him and Becky G in L.A. Um, yeah, let's go back to the game. Uh, are we happy with the three three result? What do you think, Ben? You know, and not more more. Not uh, the moral victory. Moral victory, yes. Yeah, we're, I'm happy, we're yeah. happy that, that we if didn't lose. Told, moral if victory, told, I'll go ahead and answer that one for yeah. you. Yeah. If you would have told me going into the game, we're going to get points out of this game, I would have been ecstatic. Yeah. You picked you know, a 3-1 so, so, loss. Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I'm happy with the 3-3 result. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen us hold on. Even after watching the game and after going one, up 3-1? Yeah, I mean, after going up 3-1, you know, it was, it's a little disappointing. But, but when you get a minute and you step away and you realize – a, they can't beat us. You know, B, we got points on the road. You know, yeah, I'll take that result. If that, if that game was five or ten minutes longer, they would have beat us. Yeah. But it ain't five or ten minutes longer, so they didn't fucking beat us. Um, I said around halftime we needed one more. Uh, no, Nothing in me felt like we were going to hold on for 45 more minutes. And we came out in the second half looking more gas than we walked out of the first half. I don't know. I don't know what's happening in the locker room. If they're running fucking wind sprints in there or what, but everyone came out, they were exhausted and we played a lot of games. It's been a lot of minutes. Well, you saw in the end of that first half. I mean, everyone's done. It was, yeah. It was walking wounded. Um, and I get it. Zlatan even said they interviewed him at the end and they were asking like, you know, why couldn't you put away? I think he had one more like kind of gilded chance. And he, 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 he said, yeah, sorry. I was tired. Me, he was like, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic is saying I'm tired. Like, that's not something he does. Imagine how tired he must be. But he's playing 90 minutes in every game at 38 in a compacted schedule. Like, he, contrary to his personal belief and the personal belief of Galaxy social media accounts, like, he's a human being. There's only so much he can do. And he he showed in that game why it was um, it was folly of us to not sign anyone to play forward to come in for him, but you can't, you can't or don't sub him out. And now we're in a position where if he has to walk around the field, he walks around the field because 
we don't have anyone to bring in for him. Yeah, um, I got to say, the moral victory, I'm I'm ecstatic that they have yet to beat us again. We are undefeated against them. We still have that over them, even though um, some of them have claimed, like, yeah, well, you can't beat us at our home stadium. What we're, does that have to do with anything? Well, we're still losing in the stands. Exactly. I don't know if you've heard. You know, we're not shoulder to shoulder. Um, I, I'm irked that we couldn't get that victory. Like, it was in our hands. We we had it in our hands, and we couldn't we couldn't hold on to that 3-1. We were, we were, and I, I, I don't really know how it plays out on TV yet. I, I actually genuinely just got the file sent to me for from St. Michael, which is going in the records. Thank you again, Michael. Um, so I'll, I'll rewatch it probably in the next day or so and, and kind of build my opinion on it. We can talk about it next week. Oh, yeah, it, absolutely. Like you said, five minutes, we probably would have lost again. In the stadium? It hurts to say, man, because we we are the LA Galaxy, and you, we shouldn't be thrilled about draws. We shouldn't be thrilled about ties. We we are an organization that should exclusively celebrate championships. That's what we do. Even if you win a game, it's like good, you did your job. Congratulations. Keep on going. And then when you win a championship, that's when you smile and you, you know you take a deep breath. But losing that game is what's unacceptable. Like yeah, losing that game is what I can't tolerate. I'll take a draw. You know what a draw gives me? A draw buys me eight or ten months well, of, of absolute shit talk. If, if we see them in the, in the playoffs. If we see them in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, who knows? But, um, you know, and if we see them in the playoffs, we will see them away. We will see them at their stadium. Yeah. Which, you know, worse comes to, we just take it apart piece by piece and just throw it in a river or something. Nobody's even going to notice it. Well, like them and San Jose, it's just they're made of Lego blocks, so it doesn't really matter. Pretty much. The section we were in is concrete, and it was, like, shaking. As we were jumping at it, which I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna get we're gonna get a bad situation here going." This is a lot of a lot of big boys here. <laughs> there's so a lot. Hey, there's a lot. There's a lot of us out here, man. We it's on concrete. We're making concrete. A lot of know. lbs. A lot of lbs bouncing on that. Yeah, concrete. yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Let's uh let's talk Big Tony's email. While Ed was absent the last show, he sent in his prediction as a two-two draw, with Chris and Ben predicting more definitive outcomes. A win and a loss, respectively. Ed was the only one to get points this week. Uh, since he correctly predicted the outcome, Ed grabs one point. It begins. <laughs> Inching himself ever closer to Ben. Chris still leads with 19. Ben is second at uh, 18. And Ed is now a mere eight points behind the lead at 11 points. Coming for you, boys. Coming. Uh, with seven games left, Ed is going to lead, need to get some uh, two- and three-point predictions to win it all. Listener predictions. Even though the game was on Saturday, uh, Sunday evening, there were only 28 participants. Some listeners at the top of the standings, like Walter, Sharkboy, and Efrain, didn't even play. Wow. Um, perhaps they are so confident in their ability to correctly predict the games, they are trying to make it sporting for everyone else. Anyway, five participants predicted a draw. Richard C., David S., David K., Andrew, Alessana, Capo Supremo, and Noah However, only Richard uh, correctly predicted a 3-3 draw, uh, but not the goal scorers, which means we have changes at the top of the table, boys. Wow. Richard now leads the pack with 20 points, all by his lonesome, uh, while I'm spinning on my computer. Uh, Danny and Ethan now trail by two points at 18, and Luis L. is still third at 17. There's still some time for mid-table people to make a comeback and win it all, uh, but it's going to require some accuracy. If you don't have at least two points after the Sunday's game, you will be eliminated mathematically, assuming Richard C. doesn't get any points. Wow. New leaders, boys. And I'm coming for you. 
Slowly but surely, I'm coming for you. Talk, that means the listeners are ahead of you now, man. Oh, no. Whatever shall he do? I'm whooping both of your bitch asses, so, uh, you know. I, I I have the championship belt that I want. I I, I assume the listeners... We'll see. Know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see you hold on to it. We'll see you hold on to it. Hey, it's heavy right now. You let me... Uh, it, it might get lighter. I don't know. Hey, trust but me. But right now, it's heavy as shit. Tuck, I know Tuck exactly. is at, like, intercontinental champion yeah. level right now. Oh, no, no, no. I, I know how heavy that belt is. I'm doing Tuck. NWA I, I, 10 pounds of gold. Second. I had that belt all off season. I know how heavy it is. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you remember how heavy it is. You don't know how heavy... <laughs> I've made some alterations, so you know we'll we'll get into it later. I'll, I might let you hold it. We'll see if you're good. All right, looking forward Sunday. The Galaxy travel back to Pacific North. Before we start, do we, any anything else on the LAC game? You guys want to talk Jonathan about? nine tackles in a game. Sli- tackles. Slide tackling for fun is ridiculous. Um, I think he had twice as many as the next highest, which was Diego Polenta. I want to say at four. Um, Fabio Alvarez, decent game, but really needs to calm down with the like heel flicks. The little cheeky shit, we yeah. Were strug- we were struggling to maintain possession for long clips of that game, and he would get on the ball and immediately do a, a, a cute little heel flick and give it right back up. He even did it a couple times in like the defensive in third, our, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're like, ooh, dude, come on. Everyone was losing their mind. Um, I, I'm assuming, I don't see it on there, so I'll go ahead and bring it up. Alan Chapman, fucking horror show. Yes, yes, um, it's like refereeing. We had 14 fouls in the whole game. I want to say LAFC had three. Um I took I took a photo to to post on Twitter at the 82nd minute we had 10 fouls which means between the 82nd minute and there were 4 minutes of stoppage time between the 82nd minute and what would be 94 minutes of game time we fouled LAFC more times than they fouled us in the entire, in the entire fucking game. Yeah. I mean it was ridiculous. Zlatan's gotten two yellow cards for dissent off of Alan Chapman. Well, he was the one that that so Zlatan was complaining about Alan Chapman to um What's the name? Who's the head of the, the referees? The director of referees. What is his name? Uh, he's the guy who Webb. Was, uh, Howard, Howard Webb. Webb. Howard Webb. And like, so you know this is a problem, and I think and Guessman brought it up on the show. Like, if you know this is a problem, of all the referees, why are you putting him in, in the biggest game, of the of you know of this of this weekend? I would imagine the ideology is. Look, if he's not going to call it fair, he shouldn't be working there. I didn't mean to rhyme that, but and it's and this let's be let's be honest. MLS refs are terrible. <laughs> They're bad. They've always been bad. But if you're gonna be bad, be bad for both sides. But this is this is the first MLS refs are bad. This is the first time I suspect a ref of being personally vindictive. It was I mean, I'm telling you, Ed, it was laughable. And even inside the stadium, it was laughable how often we were getting calls for nothing. I mean, you bear you take the ball off at least for and we weren't that far because the building's not that fucking big. But from where we could see it, it looked like a clean tackle. Foul. Zlatan go, goes up to win a ball. Foul. Zlatan got pushed in the back. Foul. And then when, I mean, at what point do you expect the guy to just, I mean, not say anything for 90 minutes to someone who is deciding the outcome of a game? He's deciding the outcome of a game. He's not supposed to say word one. It, it, it's, it's, Ridiculous, and he'll he'll get an assignment next week, and that's the problem. Like he'll he'll absolutely get an assignment next week. Yeah, I wonder how do they how do these refs get reviewed after after all these games? Like, well, they're supposed to go back through. I I, I can only speak to England. I don't know about and like write a report. They go, sure, well, they yeah. go back they go back through, and pro should be going back through and saying, well, you got this one wrong, you got this one wrong. What happened? Like, how did you come to the conclusion you came to on this one? Because from what we can see, you're you know you're erroneous. You're you're clearly wrong. So what happened? 
I don't know how, I mean, unless we genuinely fouled them 14 times to their three. Like it look, we ha- we're playing away to the, the, the brand new darlings of the league. We have what appears to be a personally vindictive referee. And we get called for 14 fouls to their three. Yeah. That doesn't seem fucking weird to anybody. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and um, we see, uh, you know, Brandon Hannon is, is now just updating every time that, that, and it's becoming a narrative now that these refs are not calling for Galaxy. Well, he's, and he's right. Like, he's right. And this, this is, this becomes the problem. He's technically right. The this, best kind of correct. This becomes, yeah. This becomes the problem. He might be wrong. Hannon, Hannon might be wrong that they're not, they're they're not calling fouls for Zlatan. He the math put, doesn't he's lie. Up, he's just putting up numbers, baby. The numbers, yeah. Look, I'm. It was the it's the exact same argument with David Bingham. All I'm telling you about is the numbers. How you choose to interpret those numbers is entirely up to you. But what I'm going to tell you is somehow Carlos Vela gets called for twice as many fouls as Zlatan. I don't know how it's possible. It doesn't make sense. Zlatan is gigantic and should be in in logically really really hard to defend. To the point that maybe you start fouling him a to little, at least at least a little. No, well, it says either something about the calls for Zlatan, or it says something about Carlos Vela is so good everyone has to foul him, or maybe he's just diving a lot. Maybe it's both of those things, and or that's why those numbers are so drastic. And you tell me the Galaxy's called for fourteen fouls, and you get five yellow cards out of fourteen fouls. Yeah. So one every three. One every three fouls was is was a yellow card. Serious? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Carrasco got a yellow card a minute into him coming to the game. I think two minutes in, yeah. It's not. It's nonsense, man. It's fucking nonsense. It's crazy. I've ne- I have never seen something like that. So that was, I mean, that was something that absolutely had to be talked about. And then, sorry. No, no, go ahead. And, well, and then there, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it now or, or old girl. Well, let's let's get, we have the call. Okay, the, we remember the call. Let's get into the call. Okay, he literally just started. <laughs> um, I can't hear. It's too all. low anyway. Just pause. The whole game the whole we'll just start it over because it's, it's too low anyway. Go ahead. This is your time. Talk about how shitty their Tifo was, and what the hell does it? What the hell does Paradise City? Oh, Paradise City doesn't roses it's, have to do with anything. Well, it's about the song is about the Midwest, and it, it doesn't really have anything to do with Los Angeles, but it's fine. Why would they? Why? Why? I showed Erica, and she was like, "Oh, well, that's nice." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." good for them i figured they wanted to do something they felt it seemed like they felt they had to do something but you know sometimes no effort is better than lazy effort okay let's get to the call turn it up because we can't hear it hey guys huge fan of the podcast um i was just calling because the whole game or the whole first maybe kill the music we played relatively relatively well up until the last goal where they got the second right before halftime that goal doesn't happen if Stairs is in there. Skelwick being forced as a left back and moving Polenta into the center really didn't didn't do much help for us. Polenta kept Vela in his pocket the first game, the entire first game. If we have Stairs, that game stays 3-1 going into the half. Changes the rest of the second half, them being having to be down by two goals going into the second half. We would have we would have won that game pretty handily. 
same thing. Ralph Pilcher and Skelvick have been a huge detriment to this team defensively. We have Araujo in there as well. Makes somewhat of a difference. Uh, yeah, just, you know, we, we got to shore up the defensive line if we want to actually win, not only take points, but take the win. Because the ties aren't going to do it for us at this point. We've had many opportunities to at least steal the point early in the season. Didn't do it, and we have too many losses to show for that. So as long as we show up the defense, the team will be right going right into the playoffs, playing very solid. So go Galaxy. Always like the endings of Go Galaxy. It yeah, warms my heart. Do we, does he know? Does he say his name in the beginning of the call? No, number does. From the seven one four. Seven one four. Thank you, thank you, caller. Um, yeah, I I completely agree. If Stairs is in that game, you don't play Shelvick. You at least get Palenta out there, who's going to be Haston Vela the whole game, and like he he kept him in his pocket against against uh, the 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 home game. So, I absolutely agree. I think I think uh, that outcome is is definitely different. I think we I think we take the three points if Palenta is in there with Stairs. Well, sure, and I I think if. Well, one look if Stairs doesn't get a yeah, ring. and if you're gonna call, don't call from like your bed or in your closet, like whispering into the phone. You don't know his situation. He might be abused. He may he may be abused and grabbed a cell phone, and in lieu of calling the police, calling the authorities, he's or like a religious quick. figure. <laughs> hey, real quick, let me call Squadcast. Let, let me go slam Shelvick. <laughs> let me slam Shelvick after a, after a fucking trap. I know you're out. about to murder me right now. Let me call this podcast real quick. I just got to deal. I got to talk to. I got to talk to my boys real quick. I need to get this off my chest before you put the knife in my chest. Um, Stel- or Felcher, rather. We all, we all know Stelvik is what he is. Um, let's point number one: Steris. If Steris doesn't get sent off against Seattle, we have four more points than we do right now. We win the game against Seattle. We win the game against LAFC. I'm extremely confident of that. We're still sitting in second. We're sitting sitting in second uh, uh, by far and away by ourselves seconds as high as we can kind of accomplish and we maybe we might accomplish that by this weekend so it's it's not it's it's weird because it's not the end of the world but i would take those four points to make sure we lock last second. thing is it's the it's so tight it's extreme yes it's like two points difference between second and seventh let's say so i i have the standings right now um la season and whatever uh rsl's in second at 43rd or 43 points seattle's in third on 43 points we're in fourth on 42 points Minnesota's in fifth on 42 points and San Jose's in sixth on 41 points. It's outside of, of the top spot. One game swings everyone the other direction. So those, those points are important to the point on Felcher, not the best game. I mean, he, he, he is what he is, not the best game in the world, but Diego Rossi didn't have the best game. Uh, it, it could have been drastically better and you have to attribute some of that to Felcher. Um, he pushed him inside a lot. All of his shots are coming more from the middle. What you would want out of Felcher is to push him, push him out. You know, push him down towards the corner flag and as wide as humanly possible. He kept getting on the inside of him over and over and over again. It's easy to see. Felcher, yes, I agree with you. In my opinion, he has to go. Not this year. You know, support him. Be on his side. Help help him out. Whatever he can do. I don't. It's an unanswerable question whether Araujo would have played better or been taken advantage of for his youth more often, for his inexperience. There's nothing you can say that game has kind of been played and, and it's done. I would like to see Araujo more in more comfortable games that we we feel like there's a chance he could win. In the in LAFC type matches, you know, I I, I, I side with playing the, the more experienced 
well, healthy did, hand. Didn't he play as a midfielder in the last he one? He played as a, as a right winger. But you play him as a right winger to help out Felcher, which is why they entirely neutralized Diego Rossi yeah. at home. Away to Colorado? Because we've, we've said that Araujo's a better defender. I think he's a better defender. But going forward, Ralph is, is better. Away to Colorado on the 11th, at home against Kansas City on the 15th, away to RSL on the 25th, and Vancouver, who I, I like, these are all teams I'm, I'm saying, hey, Vancouver's sitting bottom of the league, start Araujo. That's great competitive minutes in a and, game we should win pretty comfortably. And by that time, you you you're knowing that you're already in the playoffs or not. Yeah, they've got they've they've scored Hopefully. 28 goals. They have a negative 20 goal differential. That's a perfect game to start a, a young kid. Get him some competitive minutes in a game we should win pretty easily. Uh, his defensive brother should be able to help him out, and 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 I feel better about that than starting him at right back with you know Bingham and Stjelvik in the side. It's 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 just. It concerns me. I, I wouldn't want to do anything that would damage his uh, his confidence right now. All right, before we move on to Seattle, let's talk the most disgusting part of this weekend, or the most hilarious part, whichever whichever way you see it. I choose to look at it like the most on brand part. Okay. The most the most LAFC part. And if you have one of those stickers or those pins that has the LAFC hat with the shit underneath oh, the poop, it, the poop emoji. The woman who pops a squat. Susia. Susia girl. Let's call her Susia girl 69. Susia girl. <laughs> oh, there ain't no 69 in going over there because there's zero toilet paper up there. I'm a good friend. Like she cares. Clearly doesn't. Clearly doesn't. We got to give credit. Who was the one that, that posted the video? Was it Daisy? Um, I don't know. I, I've seen, that's the thing. I've seen so many videos of it now. Um, I, I think if you, if you follow and you know who Daisy is, she's she's a... Big Twitter Twitter Galaxy fan. Um, the the video of the woman. You seen who, this video, Ben? Who <laughs> pops a squat? And we because we're we're having a debate if it's it was a, a one or two. We all decided or it, it might dropped, have been a three. We all decided she dropped a deuce. Then it, she probably well if she pooped she probably peed at the same time right. Is that like a, <laughs> is that a thing? Well, you force it and you know come out a little bit. Force it. <laughs> The slides right out of me. I don't know, man. <laughs> kind of, kind Zoom. of. <laughs> boom. A boom, boom, boom. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, <laughs> if 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 you, oh, please. No, please. no, I did see on Twitter that someone was trying to say it was a galaxy fan in disguise. Oh yeah, I There's have it right here. There's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. So if you if you we haven't explained what happened yet. So the woman, <laughs> I, yeah, we explained I did. It. The woman pops a squat <laughs> in the stadium. She's an LAFC fan. Yeah. She pops a squat. She wasn't. This and is I, this is what I asked. This is what I asked Chris. Because Chris was there, and I'm like, was she sitting in those seats? No. And just like, hey, you know what? I gotta go. It is a. It was a very clear, conscious decision. We. It was post game. Uh, you know, obviously, if if you've ever traveled away, whether you know LAFC away or, or San Jose or any other stadium, any rivalry game, we're we're all kind of in a block together. Security is going to make us wait till kind of everyone else that would exit out of out of that gate kind of flushes out. You know, no pun intended. Um, so we're all waiting, and, and as fans are kind of slowly leaving, and security, this is the strangest part, as security is kind of ushering people out, this couple won't leave. Like For lack of, for lack of a better phrase, they just won't leave. And you can just kind of look down, and it's not like the, 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 uh, the diggity where, you know, you look over the, the rafter and you're far enough away. You know, you're, you're close, but you're far enough away. You're like right over them. 
you know, you're it's it's right there. It was like the section over, wasn't it? It's literally the section over. Yeah. So we're so like they're they're right by the stairs, and this dude. And now in hindsight, that I'm thinking about it, he was probably trying to distract us, because it, it's a it was a couple. Like she's there with her man, and and he's like waving an LAFC you know, scarf or something at us, and and he's like, ah, fucking galaxy puto, blah 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 blah. And we're, you know, giving him the business as you normally do and kind of going back at him. And then you just see her like just kind of peel off again, no pun intended, kind of peel off to the to the top of that section. So it's not where they were sitting. It's in the same section they were sitting, just not the seat. That's what I mean. Like, why was it better to go a few rows up? So her man didn't fucking smell that boo boo, man. It's dang. <laughs> he should have went down like he should have like ran down. Like, so he's like, oh, he's never going down there again. He is. <laughs> he is avoiding that whole area. How do you let her in the car? How do you let her back in the car when she didn't wipe her ass? She, she didn't wipe. This is the thing. She didn't wipe nothing. So whether she pooed she or peed. she had a thong on. Yeah, man. If and, she, then she, she, and then when she, she pulled her, when she pulled her, her whole setup up, when she pulled her whole situation back up, like she went out of her way to moon us, which was like, oh, God damn. She got doo-doo stains on that thong, man. Yes, doo-doo. You throw doo-doo paper at me? <laughs> it, you throw doo-doo paper? Yeah, she fucking like, she, 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 who, what, what? If it was, even if the, 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 this is know, the thing. The best case scenario, if it was piss. How is, how, how much better is that? <laughs> yes. It's better. Let's all agree it's better. You're pissing on your own stadium. How much better is it? Look, hold on, hold on. We all know where we're at right now. We all know what we're doing and what we're recording and what we talk about. For, for, give me two minutes, just two minutes. Fuck the whole sports thing. Fuck the whole sports, my holy ground, my turf. My I, I literally said a silent prayer when I got back to the to the StubHub Center. I was so happy to be home. Let's forget all the sports shit for a second. There's a bathroom like 400 feet to the side that no one's in because the fucking stadium is empty. She just made a conscious decision to piss in front of like 700 people. as a, Again, as a best case scenario. The best case scenario where she was like, I'm going to pee in front of all these people. I'll show them. I'll sh- I I was, let's get back into the sports thing now. They're all inhuman. They're all scum and swine. Like, I've never been more certain. Again, keep them. If those are the people that the Galaxy are supposed to feel bad about not being able to attract to the stadium, good. I don't need fucking LAFC people shitting and pissing all, literally all over my goddamn And stadium. then the excuse generator comes out. How... She was a staged a galaxy person, okay, fan. Yeah, because how did she get? They have a clear bag policy, so how did she get a clear bag in? Okay, so your security is terrible because whether she's a galaxy fan or not, your security allowed someone with a non-clear backpack into the stadium. Somebody so, uh, with scatophilia. What is scatophilia? Or fear, really? fear of restrooms? Coprophilia. Oh no, it's an audio medium. I want him to explain. It is. It, it is somebody who is turned on by feces. Oh man, Nestor was giving her the eye. Nestor was. I think saying. he was. He was trying to. Oh, it was probably on one his person on his forum that he talks regularly. He was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, to get me really hot and like raging boner, <laughs> I need you to come to this game. I'll pay. I'll buy your ticket. You got to bring. You got to. I'll buy you the gear, and need you to at the end of the game." I need you to stay in your seat. Mm-hmm. I need you to like have two cups of coffee. Um, eat like corn for lunch. Yeah, eat like whatever, like bean and rice ball they have there, 
and I need you to like wash it down with like a Diet Coke and maybe a corn dog. More coffee. And a, and a second coffee, or third coffee. Yeah. And just take the biggest shit of your life. It was fucking disgusting. I'm talking disgusting. Hulk size poop. I, uh, never... where, where it looks like someone like left their LAFC jersey because, you know, it's shit. I, I, I never in my life imagined I would see a woman clearly. And again, let's roll best case scenario. Clearly urinating in public in the obvious. And she looked at us, man. Like, it's weird. Like, I thought I was going to get taken. Like, she was staring. She wasn't, like, trying to. Like, the dude was obviously waving. And I know you were you're rolling up. The dude was obviously waving a scarf at us, trying to get it, trying to like distract us from seeing, which is weird. Like, if you're standing in a corner waving a white flag to distract me, but a car is on fire, there ain't no way you can wave that flag where I'm not going to notice that fucking car. Because it'll be like, hey, man, waving that white shit. Can you pick your cell phone up and call the cops? That fucking car is on fire. It's the same thing. He was like, LAFC. And we're like, yo, dude, your girl's fucking shitting up there. Do you know that? Go get her, man. Like, is she all, is she right up there? Like, why are you bringing her out this late? Do you have rules from the hospital? Like, uh, it was just the weirdest. It was the entirely the weirdest fucking situation I've ever experienced at the tiniest goddamn arena with the stupidest fucking fans. It, it perfectly, perfectly, perfectly encapsulated LAFC away. There was no better button to put on the end of that. <laughs> it's some literally liter- pissing shit, pissing shit all over her own building. Ugh. Ugh. And then you guys chanting Susie at her. And then we chanted as she walked out. Like, as she walked down the stairs, they were like, Susie, yeah, Susie, yeah. Did she, like, acknowledge it? Oh, she, no. like, she knew what she did. She was shamed. She was like a dog. She just put her head down and was like, oh, oh Someone rub her face in oh. it? That's how you teach her. Yeah, that's how you teach him. And that's what Nestor was doing. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Come here, girl. Moving on to Seattle. Sunday, the Galaxy traveled back to the Pacific Northwest to play Seattle in the last meeting two weeks ago. The G's looked like they might walk away with three points, but instead drew with Seattle as Starris got sent off early for a boneheaded mistake and Bingham followed up with an insanely stupid play. Seattle currently sits third in the West, tied on points with second place RSL at 43, which Chris already pointed out earlier. After their draw on Sunday, the G's still sit one point shy of Seattle in fourth place. The G's look very tired in the second half against Chivas USA, but with a full week off should be well rested for the clash with Seattle. On Sunday, Pavon backed his first goal for the Galaxy and looked dangerous all night. At this point in the season, every point matters to get you into the playoffs. Can the G's recover from their draw and continue to the form they showed in the first half, or will we see them throw away more points? Gentlemen, Seattle coming off a big win against Portland. What do you think? Yeah, you, was, saw, was, you saw Jonathan come off a little early. Yeah. Saying, oh, you know, God, he went down hurt, too. Whole section was quiet. Oh, because you're like well, the moment this, he went down, we we're like, we're season. fucked, we're done. Yeah, we're all, we're all yeah. done. Uh, but he he seems fine. It, apparently, it looked like it was precautionary while he was going off, so that, that worked out really well. Yeah, I think he was he was tired and cramping, so they were like, hey, you it's know, a lot what? of games, man. Um, I, and it was late in the game. It was like eighty second minute or something like that. Eighty first minute. Yeah, it's pretty late. I don't remember. Um, this when cross cross came off for me, right? Yeah, so it would have so been eighty like second. Yeah. Um, and that was really just to kind of shut down the house and, and make sure we got out with a point. Um, I, I did see the Seattle Portland game. It, they they got a what for them is a 
is a big, big win. Um, it wasn't the best played game of soccer, so I mean, I'm not, I'm not entirely too concerned about that. And um, Portland was robbed, man. Portland, look, they were jobbed, dude. Obviously, they, nah, they should have got a penalty. Obviously, I got a lot of, I have a lot of friends who are Timbers fans, and 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 I know a lot of people up there. They're fucking idiots. Like, what? I I get their whole iron front thing. They live in Portland. It's nothing. I I I get the whole iron front thing or United Iron Front or whatever it's called. It's something that I can assure you, Lars is never, ever, 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 ever going to take part in, um, just because we're all together because of the galaxy. We're not together for any of these other issues. We're not your other issues or your kind of business. We we stay out of it. We're focused on the galaxy. That's our job. I don't understand seating the the only the only advantage that the Portland Timbers have is the atmosphere of their home games. I don't I don't understand. And I'm not asking it to be explained to me because I don't give a shit. But I don't understand seeding your only advantage in your biggest rivalry game for most of the first half. That doesn't make any sense to me. That is stupid. It, but, again, that ain't my fucking business. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, so big big win for Seattle in, in the Cascadia Wars or whatever they're called. Um, but not not necessarily the best play. You still got to concern yourself with Christian Roldan who can pick a pass. They play very, very wide. They love attacking down there at the right side. Um, Raul Rui, Rui Which Diaz. Our our biggest weaknesses are biggest concerns, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're gonna come. They're gonna come on Felcher's side. Like that's that's the side you can't even you can't even replace Steris and and add Polenta to the left back spot and kind of help out because they're gonna come down Felcher's side. Um, Rui Diaz got two goals, I think, against Portland, so he's he's kind of a of a hot hand. But Zlatan's gonna get a a, a week of rest. Finally, um, I wouldn't. If if not training him was possible for this week, I would tell him don't train, stay home and re, you know rehab. I'm sure he's gonna do a little bit of training at home anyway. Um, it's gonna be a, a rough game. They tactically play to a lot of our weaknesses, and we don't really play to we play to a lot of their strengths. Um, it's gonna be a rough one. Big counterattacking side, but it's it's still there to be won. I really, we've already shown two weeks ago like we can beat them. I really 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 believe that LAFC game was the last loss of the season. It's entirely possible if we play our game the right way that that was the last loss of the season. Um, I'm a little concerned about Paul Bowen playing on the turf for the first time. Yeah, but I mean he's he's a player that I think he'll maybe take him like a little like ten fifteen minutes to get into the game maybe and maybe he'll find his footing you know being yeah. able to project uh, you know project where the ball is going to jump or, you know from the Surface and all that stuff. Where I'm concerned with him is his close control. A lot of it is is on the bounce. A lot of it's, you know, the ball will be bouncing in the air and he kind of gets just the right tap and it gets it right where he's got to go and, he, you know, he takes off. I'm worried about him trying to – I'm worried about the time it'll take to figure out that bounce in an actual game. When they're going to get there early, they're going to practice, they're going to they're have time on the field. But I think in, like, in an actual ga- big game environment, it's, it's probably going to sell out or at least – Ticket sales wise, do very well. Reacting to those bounces, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm a little concerned about that. But I, I, I'm wondering because of his ability and because of his skill, if he figures it out, if he figures those bounces out, I also think he can probably use that to a pretty big advantage for him. Yeah, because he also does that quick little dink press over. You know, when the ball bounces in front of him and it's up in the air, and he just nudges it up over you a little bit and then fucking takes off. Um, I don't know. It could go a couple different ways, and it might. It's going to force them to keep shifting the ball from side to side. If we're predominantly playing on Pavone's side on the left, you know, every time, um, 
every time Seattle's going to come back and want to come down our right side, they're going to have to switch the ball all the way back over. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it kind of bounces back and forth for the rest of the game. Stairs will be back, though, so maybe no Shelvick. Have Palenta back out there on the on the, the left side. Yeah. But Stairs, I mean, Stairs is still a concern. I'm sure he still has nightmares of that, that Jordan Morris goal and now nightmares is, of his Rui Diaz red card. To, this is time to, to make up for that. Uh, Seattle seems to be a boogie team for this. You're 100 percent going to have stairs back in that lineup. Come on. Oh yeah, I I thought the the question posed to me was, is this when he makes up for it? To which I say, I, I'm not quite sure. He's I, I if he's this is when Daniel Stairs scores a brace. Well, he's definitely going to play because Giancarlo is out. Giancarlo's out on yellow card suspension. Oh yeah, he got he got his fifth mm-hmm. right. So Stairs is 100 percent. So we're still going to see Shelvick come back. Shelvick. No. Oh probably, man! Probably gonna lose this game. <laughs> uh, at least, at least we can hope that we can draw this game. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. So you, so let's see lineups. You're probably gonna have Felcher as your right back. Will Steris be your right center back or your left center back? You're right. It'll be. It should be Felcher, Steris, Polenta, and Shelvick. Shelvick, yeah. But you might even see Romney because Shelvick got hooked at what halftime. Yeah. For for Romney, who also had a fucking horror show, Ugh, what a night! You, you know, we don't, this is something I realized inside the scene. It's just, if I can, if I can go back to LAC, just heartbeat. Wouldn't you take Ashley Cole one more year? Like mm. it's Shelvick, Shelvick and Romney are not better than Ashley Cole was. Like I mean, they're they're, they're just not ha- Ashley Cole. Half of what he was the year before is still better than either of these two. All you got to ask it. Don't run. We don't need you to run. We, we don't need you to run. We don't need you to pass. We don't need you to create. We just need you to be defensive. And but that's here. not that's not GBS style though. He needs his outside backs to run and get up. I think he needs his left backs to stop directly causing goals game after game after game. Well, after that's game. what he needs them to do. But what he has them do is is constantly running up and down. Because I would I would imagine the chief issue is like, you know, giving up goals all the time. Seems 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 the more the more drastic issue at the moment. You would think. You'd think. I, I'm just saying I would take Ashley Cole for one more year over either of these two fucking mooks. Uh, but, yeah, Shelvick starting left back. Everything's going to be fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's just going to be It's going to be fine, guys. It's, it's going to be fine. It's got to be awesome for it to not matter whether you're good at your job. And still at least paid. for a little bit. At least for a little bit. All you have to do is have Jovan Karofsky be dumb enough to sign you to a multi-year deal for more money than the head coach agreed to when he left. That's all that's got to happen, allegedly. That's all that's got to happen. And then you have job security forever and a day. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you give a guy like a fatty contract, even though he wasn't even playing for this team previously. It's fucking awful, man. But you know, whatever. Um, then what do you think of Jonathan? Do you think he's going to play? Give him a rest forever? No, Giancarlo's only a four, so he should be he should be good to go. I apologize. Why are you lying to people, man? I thought he was on five. Apparently, he's only on the four. So if if he's if he's fit to go, there's there's no Stjelvic. It should just be uh should be Polenta left back. Uh, Giancarlo, Steris, and Felcher. You just made everyone like feel a thousand times better. Hey, why? You're welcome. You we'll build, be- you you bring them down, and just to build them back up. You're talking about my sex life, I love it. Yeah, you know, just crush that self esteem, and then you bring it back up. Bring you neg them. You neg the people, and then you're just like, no, it's all good, baby. I'm, I'm... All part of my dentist system. <laughs> the Tucker system. Oh. Tire them out. <laughs> Underappreciate. Underappreciate them. <laughs> Criticize them. Yeah. Kill them, them. kill them with kindness. Oh, okay. Kill them with kindness. That's how you start building yeah, back yeah. up. That's how you start building back up. Uh, eviscerate them because you're going to lower them back down one more time. And then you respect them. 
Because at the end of the day, it's 2019. You got to respect these ladies, man. Tucker system. (laughs) I'm glad we we got that one out. Yeah, yeah, so then you'll have, obviously you have Zlatan Sider up top. Is this Zlatan played in Seattle before? That's a very good question. I don't think he... Yeah, my F1 fucking key is missing. Damn. That is that fucking kid. That fucking kid's Damien, but... Did he play in Seattle? I'm trying to think if he ever played in Seattle. I know it's late, man. I can barely think of anything. Anyways, but it's turf. You got it's turf. You got the guys who. But, but you need this game, so. Dude, I'm I'm pretty sure that whole week off is gonna is gonna really help him out. But this is only the start of six games in, in September, so it's gonna these games are gonna come fast and 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 just I don't know, man. You have to you're gonna have to find some time to, to give these guys a rest. Maybe not the first game out of the six games, but you're gonna definitely have to have to find a way to to rotate a little bit. Maybe um, what what are our games coming up, Tucker? I know you had them up there. Uh, I did for a second. We got Seattle away, Colorado away, Sporting Kansas City at home, then Montreal at home, away to Salt Lake, home with Vancouver, and our last game is away to Houston. So our hardest game is going to be the one against Salt Lake. Because all those other ones are, are pretty winnable. Zlatan has never played in Seattle. So he got rested away last year. You can definitely rest guys against Colorado. Yeah, he got rested the day he got married. That was the 5-0. Oh, the 5 nothing, yeah. yeah. Um, you can definitely rest guys against Colorado. Sporting at home, I mean, they're they're awful. But they, they haven't been playing as bad as they were. Um... I don't know, man. You can. You know, there's definitely games you can rest people and rotate. Maybe, maybe. And there's a lot of games against the West Coast, uh, West well, you, Conference. We, we play Seattle, and then we have there's the international, quote unquote, international break. We don't play for ten days, so our games are September first versus Seattle. Then we play September 11th, which is a Wednesday in Colorado. Then the following Sunday we're at home, and then we get a whole nother week's rest. The following Saturday on the 21st, where we have Montreal at home. And then we go to Salt Lake, which is what, like, two-hour plane ride. But you are playing at Altitude, which is on the 25th. We come back the following Sunday, and then we get the whole week rest before decision day. There's there's a lot of winnable games there. They're uh, all winnable. They're, they're, T- well, Tucker's right. They're all winnable. Salt Lake's very, they're playing very well right now. And that's one the game that I would be most worried about. Um, got a couple of teams in there that... Have new coaches, so you might get some new coach bumps. Uh, Colorado, Colorado got the Robin new. Frazier, yeah. Then you have Montreal got the new coach as well. Did you hear uh, was they offered Connor Casey to stay on as an assistant coach and he's like, or nah. to take over the USL team? He's like, I'm good. Nah, I was good before I got this job. I'm fine now that it's gone. Because he I was, don't care that you're. Was terrible. he like their TV guy, or was what was he doing with the team before? I, think, I don't think he was doing anything. I, I thought think he was an assistant coach. Was he an assistant coach? Yeah. I don't know. I don't follow Colorado. At <laughs> the all. guy, the guy who hates soccer and doesn't watch it. Yeah, how like, how would it be that the, that we get? Colorado with a new coach bump twice, man. <laughs> you know, it's our luck, man. It's just our luck. <laughs> it's great when the team's terrible. Yeah. So, line up. Zlatan up top. Fabio underneath him. Pablo on the, on the left. Change nothing. Antune on the right. Change Chelvik. Any word on Allison Drini? September. The word was September. I haven't heard anything since September. This is the first game and of you September? Know you, well, you know he's not coming back. I mean, he's well, not, they did. He's he definitely played, not he going play, to the turf. He played on turf, man. Yeah. yeah. He's not a turf away, so he has to be on a flight, an unnecessary flight. I think I think earliest you see him is probably that uh, the Kansas City game, that first home game back. 
I think that's one. That's the first one you see him at. I know, man. It's. Just, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in Colorado. Why wait? There's no. There's no point. And in, and in altitude, like where he's not going to be match fit. Like, yeah, but, but it's, it's September 11th. Yeah, altitude. I'm not. I'm not. But the guy who hasn't played in no, no, no. Alt- eight yeah. months. Altitude's not the issue. The issue is rush potentially, and I, we don't know his fitness. Potentially rushing him back to play the team that's what second bottom of the West or so, somewhere in around there. Like, if if it's if Colorado is a game, Colorado's second bottom from the West, tied on points with Vancouver, who is nailed to the floor. Only only better by FC Cincinnati on 18 points, which is embarrassing. If it's a game that you can play Julian Araujo, why are you rushing Alessandrini? If if you're going to potentially rush him in any way. Yeah, if no. it's rushed, and it might not be. He may be as healthy. If, if it's, it's rushed, why wouldn't you? Andrew points out, <laughs> what does 9-11 have to do with anything? I didn't understand that either. <laughs> yeah, but... No, that's just, it's, it's he, far we play, enough we play along on the into first, September. Yeah, we play on the 1st and then the 11th. If it's to say far enough into far enough into September, yeah, it's, it's you, almost two weeks. But could could, consi- could that jet fuel melt those that those metal structures? Look, man? here we go. Look, this is, just saying, look, this gets you in trouble every time. Conspiracy theories get you in trouble every time. Just stay away from them. Just I'm just saying, don't, don't do it. You didn't see those those pre explosions before the planes even hit the building. I'm just saying. I saw the dust come out of the windows. I still don't know what that means though. Is, no one's ever no one's ever explained those. You didn't me. see like the devil's face in the smoke. I mean, just come on, dude. I don't even. So now we're moving into supernatural. Which I mean, <laughs> if 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 it's Satan, then it's not. A, then it it's, wasn't. It's, it's because of you sinners. Okay. Oh. Of you multiracial couples. Okay. Which apparently I'm in, so that doesn't make yeah, sense like, either. Um. I am. White women are amazing. They're great cooks. You create they're lovers. I love you. Giant baby. kaiju babies. <laughs> did we talk about how the Damien's uh, three-year-old thing? Yeah, we did. Okay. Did you last week? I don't remember. No, no, no. I meant on here right now. We didn't do it last week, did we? No. Well, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about last week, and then we talked. I just I looked up, and it's a it's a quick quick <laughs> side note. I looked up like my son's weight and height for where he should be. He has the body of a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Which is fucked up, man. Like I'm, I. If you're gonna have a kid, there's this part of you that's like, oh, I can't wait to just like swoop him up and. Would you say his body is a wonderland? His body is a wonderland. It's a magical fucking beastie wonderland. It's gonna be bigger than you in like two years. But like you think of you know holding them, holding them when you're babies. Months. Are you talking about two years? Like he's three feet tall. Like it's it's fucked up. So he's he's. 10, 11 months old. He's eleven. Yeah, he'll be he'll be one year on the eighteenth of September. And so I, you know, we were asking him like, because he's his birthday's coming up, and they're like, oh yeah, two toddler. Like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the boy's wearing a two toddler. I'm like, he is monster baby. He's probably at just at thirty pounds now, and he's thirty five inches long. Like, he's 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 huge. He is he's objectively huge. I love him. He's better, and he'll kick the shit out of you. Like, don't fuck around. And he's a, a bit of a bully, but like... Well, he's a tucker. Yeah. Oh, that's my boy. Yeah. All right. Predictions. I believe, Ben, you you have to go first. Would you like to hear the odds before we all predict? Ben had yes. a loss, right? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're going first for heresy. All right. That's how we keep you alive. That's only fair. Either you go first or we fucking burn you outside. Like in Game of Thrones. Sounds like it rise from we'll the ashes. Cut off your wiener and send it to your family. There you go. Wiener. <laughs> we'll cut so off your thingy. The, we'll cut off your dingus. The odds makers do not like the Galaxy in this game for some reason. The Galaxy are 3-1 to one favorites, or 3-1 to one underdogs, I'm sorry. Seattle is a minus 130, 
which is a pretty decent favorite, especially in MLS. The over-under talk, just for you, two mm-hmm. and a half. It seems fair. When are we ever the favorites? Probably going to be the favorites for the last few games. I would say we'll like, be the favorite for, for Colorado, for Vancouver. We'll see. Maybe RSL. Probably not Montreal, even though that's at home. So, so I was looking at the overseas odds, and we're even bigger favorites. I mean, if you want to go bet overseas, you can almost get four to one on the Galaxy, which I think is a good bet because I think the Galaxy are going to win this game. I should have put a bet so, on the draw, man. We still have the three worst teams in the Western Conference, four worst yeah. teams in the Western Conference. That's 12 fucking beautiful points right there. What are the overseas so, odds, Ben? The overseas odds have the Galaxy at a plus 370, the Seattle at a negative 145. Wow. I, yep. I understood that. It was some pretty big fucking odds. So, so, five thirty-eight has the projection of Seattle winning fifty-five percent, the Galaxy twenty-three percent, and a draw twenty-one percent. That being said, the Galaxy, I think, I mean, they're playing well. Pavone's the difference. So, if I have to go first, say the Galaxy win two to one. Who's your scores? You got to, you got to be foolish to go anybody outside of Zlatan. Yeah. So I'll just say Zlatan with both. Okay. That's fair. I'm up next. Christopher. Surprisingly, good sir, I have 2-1 Galaxy as well. Um, I also have Zlatan at the double. Um, it's it's the, if we're going to win, really, if we're going to win, I think we're, we're probably going to need someone else to, to, you know, pip in there and help out and, and, and score a goal and kind of help help relieve some of that burden. But at the end of the day, I think it's still, still going to be Zlatan. Also possible you see, and it's what I'm hoping for, you see a Christian Pavon show, and he just, he nails both of them. That would be, that would be ideal, but for the sake of the game, I got to go with the smart thing, and the smart pick is, is locked on at the double. 2-1 Galaxy. I'm going to go 3-1 Galaxy, just so Ooh, we can change it up a bit. Get back in the game. Um, I'm going to go 2 Zlatan, and I'm going to go with that redemption story. Stairs with one. Okay, that would be a great redemption. Bodies fucking bodies Morris out of the way and headbutts Roman Torres between the eyes and then flies up for. Well, you know he's he's still out with those those pad suspensions. Oh, that's right, because he's he's a he's a junkie. Yeah, he likes to shoot up in between his toes, so he can't see the track marks on his arms. Whatever gets you stronger. Yeah, man, you gotta do it. He's got that rat <laughs> performance. <laughs> All right, um, Benjamin, we do have some lightning round questions if you want to play that jingle. Skadoosh. Um, so if you guys ever want to hit us up for a lightning round question, you guys can hit us up on Twitter at uh, Riot Squad, Riot Squadcast, Twitter.com slash Riot Squadcast. There you go. If you're, hopefully you're following, why wouldn't you be following us? How are you hearing this? Yeah. If you're not following. What are you doing? If you're in the live chat right now and you'd like to ask a, a lightning round question, Ben is also going to be monitoring those. Um, and I guess you're welcome to call in 562-641. 5277 and ask it yourself. Yeah, there you go. Um, we have the first one here. It is from our favorite Twitter name, Uncle Dishwasher. Ah. Uh, someone dropped in the Megapod the other night that the idea of Ronaldo being the next major star to come to the G's packaged with Herbalife shenanigans on a likelihood scale ranging from LFC beating the G's this regular season <laughs> to definitely, what are your thoughts? Um, 
I mean, I do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I give. I mean, I think it's a coin flip. I think it's it's entirely possible, and the galaxy are always going to be open to him. It's going to be something similar to the galaxy's conversations with Beckham back in what is it? Oh four, oh five, oh six. We're ready when you're ready, and when you're ready, we'll figure it out. It's it's, you know, I think it's hard to um, discuss Ronaldo to the galaxy while ignoring his legal uh, situation. As soon Which as as soon as, as soon as the rape case was dropped, I think it re kind of opened that door. As long as that was ongoing, I mean, Ju- Juventus didn't even come to America for the international um, or what is it called the yeah ICC. the ICC they went to they Asia. didn't come for the ICC because if they did, they were worried he might get arrested. Now that that issue's been cleared up, and I I think he still paid money out to admit yeah. that he paid money out to I the thought, woman, yeah, which is yeah, he paid more money to the girl because she had blown weird and everything. dicey and really kind of sounds like the whole thing is did. all sketchy. Let's be real. Because you're definitely not guilty if you're like, just like, hey, just just quiet. Touch money. It's very much a Kobe Bryant thing. Very, very similar to the whole thing. Well, don't, don't disrespect Kobe like that, dude. How dare you? He's, look. Just saying. He had five championships with the late. Well, I mean, look, all joking aside, well, one, Kobe Bryant was weird because he came out like the day after she dropped the case and was like, he spent a year being like, I have no idea why this woman would ever think that anything untoward happened. And then, like, the day after the case was dropped, he was like, all right, man, I kind of could see how, you know, look, I'm not saying I did it. I just see how she, you know, I see after, how she, after he bought his wife that big ass rock, uh, like four million dollar rock. Yeah, yeah. Hey, my man, my man earned his money. But with Ronaldo, um, it's not it's not good PR, and the Galaxy really don't like bad bad PR. But if we're being honest with ourselves, the 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 potentially good PR of Cristiano Ronaldo and the Galaxy outweighs the bad PR of Cristiano Ronaldo and the Galaxy. If he's available, if he's willing to come, and if I won't even say if the money's right. I think he's one of those. Dude, he's one money. of those transitional stars where you Jeez. find the money. Yeah, you make the money happen. MLS would make that money happen if the Galaxy couldn't make that money happen. If he's willing to come, and you can talk about NYCFC, you can talk about Inter Miami, you can talk about LAFC. Let's be real. You think he's going to really want to go play in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, the, <laughs> the proximity to Miami might be might be appealing, but I realistically, I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo is going anywhere inside of Major League Soccer unless he's coming to the Galaxy. Um, we'll always be open to it, and and hopefully one day before he's over the hill, he's open to it too. But I assure you, that man would destroy this league. He would absolutely destroy this league. Until this league like destroyed him because he has bad knees. They said they said we were going to destroy Zlatan, and every time he steps Zlatan's in the field, a different. Zlatan has six goals in, what is it, 11 days? Like, but Ronaldo not, isn't Ronaldo not player is in, of the week worthy though. Fucking bullshit. But Ronaldo is still in <laughs> ridiculous shape, like fitness wise. He's still in insane shape. It's all that dope. You let, but you let him run. Well, no, he he eats vegetables. Ed, it's mm. it's it, it, when you eat vegetables and run, you get these. I've weird, seen some, some reports where he got some shit covered up, but you know whatever. Tattoos. Look, he might play in the galaxy someday. Stop this. Jorgen Stjelvik to Hammerby should happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if they every time every time if they get him on a workload routine like Zlatan has, where when he's nowhere near the ball, he did, he can play some defense, but he's mostly waiting for an opportunity to get on the ball and go try to spring towards a goal, which is what he's here for. You get Ronaldo on that, he breaks every every goal scoring record this league has ever had, will ever have. Hopefully, I think it's still fifty fifty. I think it's a coin flip. So our boy Capo Supremo Andrew asks. Uh, who can we re, who can we realistically replace Zlatan with next year? 
he got he get, he's getting rumored to enter Miami a lot, but I would love Luis Suarez. And I, and I get I get all the issues with him, but based on how he plays, you Luis really want Suarez to lose Big Tony, man? No, I mean I, I don't want to do the prediction. Game. I, take, I take Big Tony over over Suarez, man. Look, Big Tony stayed during Gio. He's gonna stay during Suarez. Like if you if you can put up if you can emotionally put up with what Gio did to the galaxy. Like the highway robbery of, of did to the galaxy had his father do his best to fucking shoehorn his way into running the club. If you can tolerate that, if you can tolerate Chris Klein giving uh, Kobe Jones's number away, you'll you'll find a way to tolerate Luis Suarez. Fucking let Suarez score one goal from forty yards out against LAFC at LAFC. Tony will be back on board and then bite Villa in the face. I'm I'm already sold. Walker Zimmerman right in the neck. You're not in <laughs> like a fucking vampire, George. Thank you, like a nice Walking Dead kind of setup. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I uh, Robert Lewandowski is, is getting posted in the live chat right now. He's getting a little older. Has been very frustrated at Bayern Munich for not signing another forward to kind of take some of the workload off of him. He's still well. That's definitely what we don't do, right? We definitely sign strikers to help people. Well, the issue at Bayern is that they're in they're in the the, the uh, DFB Pokal Cup. They're in the the German League. They're in the Champions League. They want to go far in the Champions League. He's playing every game. I don't think Lewandowski is going to have the Zlatan ego here that he has that that Zlatan has here, where he's demanding playing every minute of every game. If we're up by two, I'm sure Lewandowski wouldn't mind getting subbed out. He's like giving thumbs up. He's like doing the. Yeah, I'm good. I'm now now I I scored four goals in eight minutes this time. I'm ready to get. I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. Thank you guys. So I mean, I I would love Lewandowski. I don't know if it's how realistic it is. Um, you know, Bayern likes to get everything they can out of their pieces before they move them on. So that, that might be a little harder. But, They'll just buy like a Dortmund player, so it's fine. Uh, given how much money we've spent, unless we're going out and, and getting someone big and fancy, and I would imagine post-Lawton we probably need a more marquee name, um, we spent a lot of money recently. So maybe maybe someone who's excuse me coming to the end of a, of a contract, um, but also Zlatan's an international, and, and GBS seems to like Argentinians. So I don't know. It won't be Tevez, that's fucking for sure. No, not... Not Ash's face. Well, he seems to hate GBS a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely got to be someone who's like South American. Ain't gonna be no European man. I think we need we need the European name. We have the South American in, in Pavon. We're good. We have we have the Mexican in Jonathan. We have the South American to help GBS get happy in Pavon. We need we need the European to we need the European to make sure we're on Sky Sports because that's part of the goal. It's part of the global goal of the galaxy. I would imagine we're going to kind of go back to that well. I don't know who's available or who's getting close. I'll be honest, I don't watch. I watch a bit of the Premier League. I don't watch nearly as much as I used to. Um, so that that would be a little harder to well, answer. you know, the Eredivisie and whatever Turkish league you're watching that, that week. <laughs> uh, uh, Italian Serie A. Whatever Tur- Turkish third division team yeah. he's into these days. Italian Serie A, and I'm still watching Ajax because Sergino, uh, Sergino Dest, uh, the American right back, is starting for them. So why not? I'm patriotic as fuck, sir. That's all it is. Um, Plain Rap wants to know Chicharito? I think that boat has sailed. I think that's all done. Yeah. I think someone's saying they would rather take half the money to sit on the bench in England than twice the money to actively play in MLS and be the guy. Um, Ashley Cole said a whole lot of bullshit years ago, and then Ashley Cole came to play for free. That's why that one made more sense. This is a guy who it's probably unfair to say he's over the hill for MLS. He's over the hill for most of the other leagues in the world. He's going to demand a ton of money, and he sounds like he's kind of an asshole. So I never want Javier Hernandez, ever. Um, 
if it's Javier Hernandez versus Chris Pontius, get him in a jersey. But I, I, all things being equal, and if you've got $10 million to spend, that's not where I spend it. What about Di Maria? No. I got Alessandrini and Pavone. What the fuck do I want on Hell Di Maria for? What about Balotelli? I would take Mario Balotelli. I would sell, I would probably sell two-thirds of this team to a four of Mario Balotelli. Falcao? I like Falcao. I'm, I'm not sure how much it would work here with, with, with the physicality. He's got that level of class that he'll figure it out, and I think eventually he would kind of make it work. Um, I just I don't know if he's the star level that the Galaxy would be looking for. Maybe like a Fernando Torres four or five years ago when he was when he was pretty much done but still kind of trolling around Europe was more of that name. What about, what about James? James Rodriguez? Oh, I would sell you in a fucking sex slavery for James Rodriguez. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? Oh, of a front four? Like, I, I know it's, it's let's say Zlatan's gone, but I mean, and James isn't going to play as a forward. He's going to take that Fabio spot. But of, of that, of the 4 2 3 1 of Christian Pavon, James Rodriguez, and, and Roman Alessandrini, I don't need a forward. Sub off the forward, play me another defender so I stop giving up goals and let those dudes just jizz all over MLS. It'd be fucking beautiful. Ugh. Yes, please. I mean, there was there was rumors of uh, Daniel Sturridge coming to MLS. He's made out of glass. It's over. It's nah. all over. I mean, I, I hope he's... Did he go to Turkey? Where did he go? I think he went to Turkey. I, I hope he does well, and, and I, I enjoyed watching him play when he was at... at uh, was it Chelsea and, and Liverpool? And I think he was at City earlier on. It was nice to watch play, but it's just... It's, he's not, it's he's not a Galaxy-type player. It's well, he, One, he's not a Galaxy-type player. Two, he's his, his body is all done. Like His body is his all body done. His body is not a Wonderland. And he's not he's not Zlatan. He's not a, a physical marvel and, and this guy who just takes care of his temple. Um, I'm, I'm sure he does his best to stay in his best health as he can, but... Plain Rap on, on the YouTube chat says, Balotelli couldn't survive in the city with the LAPD. That's true. <laughs> Just screaming, why always me to them? Um, you're black. That's <laughs> <Well>, why. <laughs> the you, Rampart Division. You're like, you thought you were, it was bad in Italy, man. Well, you just came to America. Andrew says Sturridge went to Trabanspor. So, yeah, I think okay. I think that's in the Turkish. That's in Turkish. I would take Balotelli. I would take Gonzalo Higuain. He's, he's lost. Juventus doesn't want to pay him. Um, oh, no. I don't know, man. They were talking about him going to, I want to say they were talking about him going to Fiorentina because Fiorentina is like one of the youngest squads in the top five leagues in the world. You're talking yes, about it. somehow talk, I have time for this. You're talking about like a geo level, like doesn't give a shit. Gonzalo Higuain? Yeah. When he's properly, when he's properly motivated, I mean, the guy is, the guy's going to be better than anything we've got. Sans Laton, obviously. Um, he's also, he seems like he's a little overweight and he seems like he's losing the desire to play soccer where you're getting into that geo. You seen, uh, Wesley Snyder on the weekend? Hey, enjoy your retirement. Enjoy your retirement, everybody. Stop giving that guy. This is what I, look, un, explain this to me. We, I don't know if you saw, did you see the picture I of Wesley did, Snyder? I did. So he gained a little weight because he retired. Little, little weight? So he gained a lot of weight because he retired. <laughs> if a, if, oh, if a female athlete retired and gained a whole lot of weight, would you be allowed to publicly mock them like this? Because they're tearing Wesley Schneider to fucking pieces for working his working his ass off his whole career, making his fucking money, and now enjoying his retirement. But if a woman did that, and everybody was like, "Ah, oh, if you quote tweeted, oh look how fucking fat this broad is," you'd Ben, you get kicked off of Twitter. You'd be in Twitter jail with me. Would you though? Like some idiot. Are you, are you still in Twitter jail? No, nah, I, I was good, man. I was fucking fine. And Andrew makes a great point. Fat Iguain is better than than Gio in his fucking prime. And Gio's prime is that one goal against the U.S. men's national team. And Iguain's still better than he is. Let's let's move quickly from Chris's to rant about uh, real real quick. Dybala. Um, we we can't afford him. I would take him. We can't afford him. I mean, Tottenham. He he was I, when he got rumored to Manchester United. He asked for money that made his move 
cost ineffective. This is to a team that's paying Alexis Sanchez 350,000 pounds a week. Like, how much money could it be that that's cost ineffective for you as, as for one of the world's best strikers? It's not going to happen. Here's the real question. Why wouldn't you want to keep Zlatan for another year? Uh, as great as he is and as good as he is, and, and I, I do think he's he's very good, I am... It's it's a it's a weird hard thing to say. I am prepared to begin to move our team in GBS's and Pavone's direction and away from the last regime. Zlatan is very very good and and obviously it's con- it the point to say is obviously it's contingent on replacing him. If you're not replacing him or if you're getting an MLS you're getting a, a, a Will Bruin, you're getting an MLS quality striker, then yeah, Zlatan with three toes missing is better than fucking Will Bruin. But if you're moving to replace him and you're moving to make it make more sense in the lineup to where you, you don't have a, a what will be a 39-year-old, a 39-year-old forward who has played a lot of games in his career, not able to play defense or to help out or to press at all after the 50th minute of a game. And again, I know he played a whole lot of minutes and he's played a whole lot of matches recently. But to basically just stand up and, and wait for the ball and, and hope it gets to him with an opportunity, it, it would be time to move on. It, 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 I, I'm also really concerned about that hanging on for one year too long. And that's a lot of money and a, and a DP spot to hang out for one year too long. Isn't the easy answer Benedetto? He just got moved to Marseille. See if it doesn't work out. If it doesn't work out, yeah, you get Benedetto. You get Benedetto, you get to say that you, you signed a player from Europe. He's, uh, you already kind of have like a working relationship with Marseille. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With with, uh, with the Alison Dream transfer. Yeah. Like we supposedly we we would have some contacts. Um, Dario Benedetto, if it works, and look, and yes, he just moved to Marseille all the time, all the time. Players from South America move to Europe. It doesn't work out, and the Europeans are trying to flip him out the next transfer window or the transfer window after that. And now happened to Joseph Martinez in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, the it's, same thing. it's entirely possible, and and. We would be hoping to, again, have the inside track, hopefully have Christian Pavone be able to put in a phone call and say, hey, man, it ain't half bad here. The checks always come on time. If we lose a game, no one's threatening to set my house on fire. Like, it's just a game, and I get paid really well, and then I go home. You know, that, that I, I, the dream, the dream is Dario Benedetto. Um, but, you know. It's it's that's that issue. That's the the question mark. All right, we got some emails from listeners. If you guys want to send us emails, you can send it to riotsquadcast.com or send it show at riotsquadcast.com or send it to riotsquadcast at gmail. It all goes in the same place. This is from Walter Walter C. He goes, "Hey guys, Walter C. I can't believe that we were one Daniel Starris short of holding on to that win. Fuck LAFC and their fake ass fans in their Lego built stadium. Uh, was so pumped for the game though. I though that I even forgot." To put in a prediction, his question, will we finish second in the West? Yes. No. I think we finished third. I agree. I think we finished third or fourth. I think you're both wrong. I, I mean, I think we're, we're going to finish second. But my opinion is just as valid as yours. Not, none of us can <laughs> tell the future. Safe space. Safe space. Sir. Well, we're, look, we're... we're, we're Behind, we're behind RSL by a singular point. We're behind Seattle by a singular. That's why I think that I can that can finish the top of us. Is, we have is Salt Lake. We have no games, and everyone's on the same amount of games. Um, us and RSL are tied on wins. We have uh, more losses in both of them. 
you know, if we were able to, if we, look, if we had Christian Pavone six months ago, we're in first. We might be in second because the defense is a little questionable. We just signed arguably the biggest player in the league. And he's starting to kind of get that shit together. So be patient. But I, I think when all is said and done, RSL is not a better team than we are. Seattle Sounders are not a better team than we are. Um, let, Pav- let Pavone find his, I mean, is it crazy to say Christian Pavone's going to get five goals between now and the end of the season? I don't think so. So he becomes our second highest goal scorer between now and the end of the season, and we're not overtaking RSL in Seattle? I just think it's I think it's possible. I if think that's Drini, where we If Drini comes back for Colorado and got six games, is it impossible to say he's going to get three? If Drini comes back, if Drini comes back with five games, I think he could still get three. Yeah, because there's there's that's that's the 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 thing when they're healthy and when they're rested and they're and they everyone's back. The amount of space that's going to be open for all these guys is incredible. I mean, I, I'm I'm genu- if if Slaton doesn't come back, I'm genuinely heartbroken that we're only going to get like five or six games. Of Pavon, Alessandrini, Zlatan, and you know potentially Fabio, um, or even potentially uh, uh, Alessandrini. I'm eager to see them all working together and them all moving together, um, but you know we'll have to see. I think we end up finishing in second though. And then he also finishes his email by saying, "P.S. Brian, you can keep choking on that dick. Never stop, Brian. It's it's uh, <coughs> you know we we all remain as engorged as humanly possible, just for you, good sir." Um, we do also have another email from Don. Uh, let's wrap this up real quick. Real quickly, uh, it says, Squadcasters, I have a coworker who's a Chivas fan. As we were trading uh, barbs the other day, she made some quip about Carson. You know the one, quote, Galaxy can't claim to represent L.A. because their stadium isn't Carson, unquote, or some shit. Uh, if you haven't done so recently, can you take a few minutes to speak on this? I know the answer. Back in the late 90s and early 20s, early 2000s, uh, way before LFC was a glint in Mia Hamm's eye, no one was going to give up prime real estate to build a soccer stadium for a team playing in his fe- a fledging fledgling sports league, one that may go belly up like previous leagues. Can the argument be made that it was uh, pioneering success of teams like the Galaxy that eased investors' fears and made stadiums like the Stank of California even possible? Short answer is yes. Uh, the the absolutely. The concise version of the speech I would like to give. Soccer as a sport does not exist in this country, if not for the LA Galaxy. And there's no need for the music because I'm not going to go long-winded. Without us, none of these other teams even exist. Without us in 2007, again, you don't have uh, the system in place like you have now. Without without. Uh, Laiwikis and the Hunts, there is no MLS. Without the without the Laiwikis, the Hunts, without owning four teams each. Where you mean, <laughs> or, or Uncle Phil? Like without without. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Well, with and we'll get. Let, I'll get to Laiwiki, but without people like the Hunts and uh, and and Phil and shoots yeah. the league doesn't exist. The league flat out doesn't exist. Without visionaries, like you know, my feelings about his tenure with the Galaxy aside, Doug Hamilton. Uh, People like uh, Tim Lewicki, your feelings on him aside again, Chris Klein, without people pushing and driving the league forward, you don't have the academy system you have now. You don't have the USL system that you have now. You sure as hell don't have cathedral soccer-specific stadiums like you have now. And it's not to, we weren't the first soccer-specific stadium, but we sure as hell were the first soccer-specific stadium like us. Don't believe me? Go to Bank of California. 
somehow MLS has gone backwards. We made a big boy stadium. Columbus has it's a high school stadium. Well, I, I mean, Columbus is talking about moving. Chicago is going to move. Like the Galaxy, Carson or otherwise, we still ain't moving. Like I, I'll be honest with you, and I've been wrestling with this the last couple of days. I don't understand the defensive nature of people who are like, "What well, they call us, Carson?" Well, that's, it's it is the place the stadium is built. Like, let's be realistic. It's the place the stadium is built. I don't want to go fucking north anyway. Downtown Los Angeles is an awful place. It smells like piss. It's an objectively awful place. I don't want to go there. I like where my building is. I like that somehow, after 15 years, my building is still nicer than brand new fucking buildings that cost three times the amount of money. So, again, to keep it concise, without us, there isn't an MLS. Without us, there isn't soccer in this country. That's not being cocky. That's not being uh, uh, pompous. That's a fact. Without us, the Seattle Sounders aren't in the league. So for all for everybody's famous 40,000 and 50,000 and all these high-ass attendance numbers, like we don't have these things. We flat out don't have these things. If the Galaxy don't play in the Rose Bowl and have and and somehow still sell 70 fucking thousand seats or 70,000 tickets, if we don't build our stadium in Carson, there is no Los Angeles FC. If the, if we don't build our stadium in Carson, there's no Chivas USA for Los Angeles FC to fucking come from. None of these things exist. Seattle, San Jose doesn't come back into the league. Portland's in the league because Seattle is in the league. Seattle got in the league because Tim Lewicki placed a phone call and said, hey, you should start a team in Seattle. That's how or you should get the Seattle Sounders into Major League Soccer. Like, that's how this shit happens. MLS is old, man. It's young. It's young. But if you've been around for a while, it's old. Some of us have been through some shit. Some of us have been through some way darker, more questionable days where every time the league would end, with the season would end, you would be genuinely terrified as to whether it's coming back because you don't know whether it's coming back. But who's concerned about that shit now? Nobody. They're all welcome. I got to turn my backpack on. Christopher. So close. Couldn't say, I know. <laughs> couldn't say it any better. Benjamin, where can they find you on the socials, my good man? You can find me at DT Radio Ben on the tweet machine. You can email the show, show at riotsquadcast.com. You can go to our website, riotsquadcast.com, and click on the Patreon link to become a Patreon member like our boy Jaime did. Our boy Jaime? Jaime? Today? No, no, last week. Couple, uh, right Tucker, where can they find you on the socials, man? Uh, at ZeroCool138 on uh, Twitter. Goodreads and Strava. Your boy's out running now. I'm doing miles, son. Do it, son. I'm doing miles. Yeah, I got jerseys I'm trying to fit in. I got a 2014 uh, Galaxy jersey that I've literally never worn. And my goal, my goal, I'm going to try to wear it to the home opener uh, starting next year. So. Is that, does that mean cameras in here? Uh, that's that's the whole reason I'm running, sir. Just have to get higher chairs so I can suck yeah. it like that a little nah, bit. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build a thing up right in front of Just right here. Yeah, it'll be Just fun. above my tits, so Ed, you can't see it. Ed, it's great to have you back. Where can they find you, sir? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EdTheZombie13. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search Riot Squadcast. Make sure you, when you see these, share them. Click that share button. Click that like button. We love talking to you every week. We just want to talk to your friends yes. as well. If you want to email the show email us at show at riotsquadcast.com you can leave us a voicemail 562-641-5277 we will get those voicemails played if we have to beat Ben over the head we'll do it because we want you guys to, to to have your input on the show 
Don't forget to, to get your predictions in for uh, Big Tony's prediction game on the website. I apologize to Jamie Bacon. We forgot to read out Slice of Bacon. I'm out of time. I, I, I do apologize. But, you know, the speeches, they run a little long. Sometimes. You know what? We'll have Josh put it on. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll throw it to Josh and have him put it up there. So, so go, go to the Podcast.com where you can see all of Jamie's writings that she does for us. We really do appreciate that. Thank you, Big Tony, for your prediction game and email. And, and uh, uh, you know, we forgot to say during the show, rest in peace to Colin Clark, uh, passed away earlier today. Still our boy. All our thoughts to his family. Always one of us, buddy. Brian, suck a dick, bitch. Woo!